Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Hello, all of you horribly hungover haters of Tom Brady. And welcome to another one. Yes, he got another one. He did get another one. In a year of so many inconsistencies and unknowns, I guess we're returning back to normal. You got Alabama with a championship and New England South with a championship. So I guess uh, we're coming out of the storm, fellas. All's right with the world. No one's complaining about anything. Not at all. And it's Monday, February the 8th in the year of our Lord 2021. Thank you, Doug Bannon. (laughs) (laughs) This is our war room. (laughs) War room, hate Demick. Hate, hate. 2021. But But, yeah, that was, uh, it was kind of cool to see him win, even though I myself am a Tom Brady hater. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. And the reason I don't like him is the reason I love football. He's the greatest football player that ever lived as far as a quarterback. But I hate him. I, I can't I can't not hate him being a fucking Dolphins fan. Well, I, I guess ruined the, my life. I guess with the amount of hate that's been dumped on him, it's only fitting that his coach, his last name is Arians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arian Nation won one last night if you were to read Twitter. Oh, goodness. Ooh. But um, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but ro- I guess I'll leave it with this before we get to our first note of the day. Uh, and that is, that's the best part about being a fan of a sport is you, you get to, and you're expected to hate the greatest parts of that sport yeah. if they don't represent your team. I know, isn't it, isn't it a trip? It's the, it's the, <laughs> it's the funnest gr- thing. Yeah. It's the, it's, I know. It's the only avenue of life where the level of hatred shows how much you actually love the sport right well not the only not the only music is very similar too i guess but if there's a band that i hate i just don't listen to them no i I know but there's there are guys i know guys that are like i hate ingvay malstein or i hate eddie van halen yeah Yeah, you hate them because you can't fucking play it you know what i'm saying sure but do they still watch them do they still listen to them do they buy his cds my thing is, is I hate Tom Brady, but I'll watch every game that he's playing right. in, in, in the playoffs because I, I want to see that greatness, but it's not going to make me start liking him. I can respect his game while hating the fact that he's so good at it. <laughs> and that is the best part about and sports. That's, and I know, exactly. That's, and that's the way I feel about him, too. Yeah. I mean, he is, I got to say, he's a machine as at a, quarterback. Yeah, as it's a, insane. As a sports fan, his talent is five stars, but I'm going to rate him one star. <laughs> I would rate him less than one star. I don't even think I would give him a star. That's a, that's a true Dolphins fan talking out there. <laughs> but, uh, I would rate yeah. him as low as they would allow me. But I would still know that he's the best. That's kind of what happened with our two stars that we mentioned last week. Right. However, we have some news on the rate and review front. <laughs> After months of begging and pleading, actually ne- doing neither, but just mentioning that there is a review section of our podcast. <laughs> we got our first review. We got our review. Yay. Yay. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to stop the show and read it to you like your children, because, uh, well, this is the first one. We're not going to do this for everyone. 
but maybe just the going maybe the forward, funny ones going forward the more unique yeah. ones the ones that it appeared that there was some thought and time put into it and some effort and this one meets all those plus it's the first one cool so the title of this review five stars of course a five star review is don't ignore the rant by bull parade it goes as follows brought up in a time of uncertainty this pod rant captures the personal and social intricacies of our america it's as if your own inner voices have been recorded and played back to you in a much more entertaining forum <laughs> yeah, I like that. i'm happy to say it's refreshing to hear unhinged debate with a healthy dose of hilarity do yourself a favor and subscribe to this unveiled reflection of the general public. It's impossible to ignore this as much as you try. Thanks to the one stars, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Bull, yeah. Who is oh, it? Yeah. Bull what? Bull Parade. Bull Parade. Thank you, Bull Parade. That's how a fucking review is done. That is potentially more highbrow than we're actually, you know, should be allowed. Oh, yeah, no, it's far too lofty for us. I'm pretty sure that he meant that for another podcast, and he he doubled, he, he fat-fingered it, he landed just, on ours. Just, but, uh, no, I actually, I I, I got to pull back the curtain. I know this guy. He's a good buddy of mine. Ah, the I truth know. is out. I know. It was a fix. Yeah, there's no wizard behind that curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but... I do want to say thank you to my buddy out there that wrote that. It's much appreciated. And uh, now everybody else that I know that listens, what's your fucking deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you leaving? Why aren't you leaving a comment? The bar has been set high. Get your thesauruses ready. You got work to do. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's our first review down. Thank you so much. Even in light of those two one stars, we're still averaging 4.5. Uh-huh. So you Ohio State haters <laughs> <laughs> or lovers, I still, I still, well, they're hating on us. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I still believe it that that it's some Ohio State fans that are pissed off. Do you think well, it's, it's you, you know that's okay to be butt hurt? You know, I you, mean, do you think it's Ohio State Biden supporters that gave us those one star reviews? Probably, <laughs> <laughs> they probably fall into they probably fall into both camps. There, o Ohio State Biden supporters or Biden voters that support BLM. Buckeyes for Biden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like backflips. Um, yeah. Either way, you're going to land on your ass. Yes. I mean, if you've ever been to Ohio, it's easy to see where you would fall. Oh, hate God. common. Uh, hate Arona says, fuck it. Let's go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> let's get another one. Yeah. Oh, H. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I don't I don't personally. Hate well, we knew it weren't in the queues because they, they would have left us some more. <laughs> yeah, they would have left us 15 more. Yeah, we sent them the message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That Q sent us. Yeah, trust the message, Q tards. Come on, yeah. <laughs> leave us some one stars. <laughs> did you see? Did you see in the news where Trump's jacked up his hotel in uh -uh. in DC for Mar what is it? March the sixth. Isn't that when Trump is supposed to oh, take yeah, office yeah, yeah. or something? Oh Lord, dude, he's the only hotel. In D.C. That's jacked his prices way up just for that weekend. I, w I, that's wonder if that's, I wonder if they're still in the military green zone. If that, they'll even let people anywhere near that's it. Fu that, that is, uh, dude, the man is just so funny. Hey, he's, he's so funny to me. I still can't believe he was the president for four fucking years. Well, well, I mean, it's one, thing, like a, one thing's for sure. We all know it's not an act because he's no longer part of the Screen Actors Guild. 
<laughs> he wrote them a letter yes. telling oh, them to go fuck A nice, nasty one. Yes. <laughs> as, as politely nasty as he could be. <laughs> Our buddy David from Through the Muck and the Mire, go check him out on YouTube, by the way, uh, sent me or asked me, have, have you read the letter? Uh, and I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's funny as hell. And so immediately I pulled it up and I read it and it's short. You can get through it, you know. It, it but what's what's the main crux of the letter though? Well, well, I read it real quick and then I immediately texted him back and my first I think the first thing I wrote back was did you read this in his voice too? <laughs> I can't I can't read anything that comes from the man whether it was a tweet or any new yeah. press releases yeah, out of the Trump camp. I'm like it. okay. You need like Trump. Yeah. I was a wonderful actor. Some would say the best. Yes. <laughs> that was the crux of the letter. That was what was so funny. He's mentioned in everything he's ever been yeah. in, you know. So, not to, not too to many, mention the, the greatest show of all time, The Apprentice. Yes, plus many more that are just too lengthy to even mention in this letter. <laughs> hey, man. If you're going to quit something, send a fucking letter like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone should copy. You know, Keep that in a file. Print it out. Put it in a drawer for later. Anytime you're about to quit something, just copy and paste that. Right. Put your name at the bottom. There's a movie called Unfit. Just popped up. You can watch it finally for free. I think on Amazon. Yeah. I haven't made it all the way through the whole movie. But if you watch that movie, I noticed this. If you watch that movie with no bias of any kind, left or right, mm -hmm. you get Trump. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because it's clinical. The whole movie's really a clinical movie. They're talking about how the man is just insane and in a clinical way. Half of it that I've seen is a really good movie. I thought it was a you know good little documentary thing. Yeah, but I, uh, I haven't seen it. What's the name of it? Unfit. 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 It's yeah, on, it's on Prime, Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, it I've, just I've came it. up. It just came up on Prime not long ago. It showed up in my you know. Hey, you should watch this. You right. watch a bunch of crazy political right. shit. Right. Um. This sandwich this in between. Uh. White Noise, which is all about the the racist neo-Nazi right, right. movement in the alt-right, and The Circus, which is like uber-liberal <laughs> political, political following followers. the candidates around. And then right in the middle, it's unfit. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> But it's, it is a, it's a good documentary. I mean, uh, you know, it does slant kind of, you know, left. I, I guess you would say it it, it, it would have to because you're slamming Trump, well, yeah. but it's all Republicans that are in it. It's not. There's no. No, I'll definitely check it out. They but made it. Yeah, they if made it's it called good. unfit, I would imagine yeah. it's not going to be in the greatest <laughs> yeah. light. Yeah. Uh, but it's wild how they start because uh, they go through chronologically, you know, kind of like from the very beginning, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a trip. It's really a Speaking of documentaries, I did watch one, I think yesterday uh, before the Super Bowl. Um. If you go to crossfire.movie, I think it's for free. You can watch it for free. It's about two hours. And it's all about last summer with ah, the, the George riots Floyd, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Right. They interview uh, active cops, retired cops, the leader of Black Lives Matter, New York. And it's called what? Crossfire? It's called Crossfire. But if you go to crossfire.movie, uh, it, the movie's right there it's okay. for free and it's it set up in a way that uh, they, they didn't want to put it on YouTube because it shows a bunch of violent shit right. it shows a bunch of cops getting shot right. a lot of people right. getting shot and right. it shows all the fucked up shit 
that uh, that nobody wants to see. That if they put it on YouTube, it would immediately right. get stricken. Right. So it's it's free to watch, but if you enjoy it, it does leave a donate area where if you want to throw ten bucks or whatever you right. want, right. you right. can you can give them a donation. Right. But uh, I thought it was very well done. Now, I, I did watch this immediately after I watched White Noise on Amazon, which was all about the neo-Nazis and <laughs> right. Richard Spencer's dumbass and a bunch of other uh, alt-righties that uh, was just ridiculous. Well, well, I've seen a lot of the Trump ones that, that are really, you can tell that they're just coming straight from the left, just hammering him with shit. Yeah. And, um, and this was the, like I said, this one was different. This one's different I'll when you it watch out. it. It's, and if I can make one more... Uh, I guess, recommendation of videos to watch online. This kind of ties in with a little bit of breaking news, and that is Screech from Saved by the Bell fame. Uh, he dead. But, Dustin Diamond. Yeah, Dustin Diamond is dead, but uh, Zach Morris is still trash. And if you're wondering, Jim, what does this have to do with internet movies? Uh, the website Funny or Die, that used to be really big and popular 10 years ago, uh, they still have a YouTube channel, they have an entire series. It's been out for years. This isn't new. But for anybody that's out there that has missed this wonderful gem of the internet, just go on YouTube and type in Zach Morris's trash. And what they do is they basically have gone through the entire catalog of Saved by the Bell episodes and point out how the entire show is just about how big of a piece of shit Zach Morris is in every episode. He's the cause of everyone's problems. He's the main antagonist, but when you're a kid and you're watching it, he's like the star. He's the guy mm-hmm. that you're always pulling for, right. but when when they break it down and what actually is occurring, he's a gigantic fucking piece of shit. Oh, amazing douche, for sure. Yeah, yeah, royalty uh, in the douche market, but- uh, It's amazing. I, I, I think one of the ones that I asked you, as soon as you uh, brought that to my attention- the first one, I was like, you definitely have to bring up the episode where Jesse Spano uh, is addicted to freaking caffeine pills. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it the was best one. The best one, and one of the first ones I ever watched was when Lisa, uh, they took Lisa's mom's car and drunk drove it and wrecked it, <clears throat> and then Zach came up with this elaborate scheme so that they wouldn't get in trouble, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Early '90s TV sock. Mm-hmm. That's what? a that's a curve I missed, fellas. Oh yeah. <laughs> In the early '90s, I was man, I was playing all over the place, partying my balls <laughs> off. I mean, so yeah, I, I didn't watch much uh, sitcom TV in the early '90s. This is a generational thing. Yeah. Anybody probably between thirty and forty-one. This is right in their wheelhouse. But uh, if you grew up with it, this video series. You you got hours of enjoyment. Your your poops will be filled with hilarity. And not only that happened this week, but Marilyn Manson lost his recording deal. Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of complaints, a lot of debauchery coming going out. On. Uh, he's 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 competing with Trump and Biden on <laughs> how many dude, he's been sexual assault. I know, he but get. he's been doing it for years. See, that's yeah. the thing. He's the Weinstein. He's like Harvey Weinstein. He's been doing this shit forever. Yeah, and he's such a but he's such a freak. You know, nobody really paid it any mind. But now, all of a sudden, the cancel culture is coming at you, Marilyn. Now you're done. It's just surprising to me that the Me Too movement came through in, what, 
2015, 2016, 17, years ago. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he never came up. Right. Like Rose McGowan, I think, brought it up. Well, um, she's bringing it up now, which is kind of. Well, no, I kinda, mean, Rose McGowan did say. She did bring it up back in the day. She did say something. But, no, no, but I mean, nothing, she said that um, he did not, he wasn't, as they described him, uh, uh, you know, with her. Right. Uh, so, I mean, this, I know that this was brought about by uh, Evan Rachel Rachel Wood. Right. Um, yeah, when sh- she put out a video automatically supporting Evan Rachel Wood, but at the same time stating, yeah, I understand these allegations. If they are true, then they, I, mean, I don't even think she put, said if they are true. It was more or less, you know, I, I'm championing any woman that's, you know, going to, uh, come out and share well there's um, members of other bands now that yeah. say that they he's been doing this shit for years oh yeah he's well been, you know i mean so evan rachel wood's whole thing was that she she was indoctrinated basically by him that you know over the years he basically brainwashed her groomed her yeah yeah groomed yeah. her yeah when this news came out i guess about a week ago when i saw it it came out on Rockfeed, a YouTube channel called Rockfeed. Very good channel as far as uh, hard rock and heavy metal news. And the the guy who runs that channel showed a video that Rose McGowan put out, and she even says in it, like, even though he didn't do the things that are he's being that are being alleged against him now, even though he didn't do those things to me, I hope he burns in hell, and I hope he gets like the full extent of the law thrown at him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but. Uh, they're still just allegations, guys. <laughs> like, I know that there's video of him kicking his guitarist Johnny Five in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On stage, dude. It, he's not a good guy. No, he's not. There's a, no yeah, doubt about no, this. He's, he's an but asshole. Before we go full fucking nuclear on this guy, I don't know. Maybe let it play out. Right. I, I think that we've seen enough scenarios now where just a mere allegation is worthy of conviction. And that shit's got to fucking right. stop. Yeah. If, if the shit actually happened the way that they're claiming, then let that be patient, lynch mob. No, it'll come it, out. No, yeah. it, it will come out. I mean, and it, because like I said, it's already coming out. There's already other people sure, sure. And that's you know, saying that's things. Fine. So but so, due process is being no. I know. I know. Well, you know, when you got yeah. Look, it, it, especially <laughs> in these times, yeah. the cancel culture. You got to fucking. L.A. County helicopter flying over your fucking house for three hours. Mm-hmm. Something, something's up. Something's up over there. Oh, don't get me wrong. The, so, the dude looks guilty as fuck, and none of this. No, looks I good. know what you're saying, and I it's, guarantee that there's probably a lot of validity to it. All I'm saying is, it will feel that much sweeter when you're actually vindicated. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Right. Hey, if if people do evil, horrible things, they should. They should experience the full wrath that they deserve. No, I agree. Not a second prior. Right. I agree with all of that. I do. And well, you know, now we, dude, we just live in that time. You know, it's like the the allegation is the, just takes you completely out. It takes you completely out. Yeah. uh, Without being proven or anything, you know? I mean, so, well, I mean, the guy, um, what's the dude uh, off that 70s show? I don't know. Did he get convicted I, I or something? His name. Or, yeah, I mean, he got kicked off of the sitcom on 
Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, um, The Ranch. Yeah, The Ranch. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got kicked off of there. Uh, Masterson. So, yeah, Masterson. Uh, I forget what it Yeah. Was it Eric Masterson? Something like that. Bat Masterson. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Turd Masterson. Turd. But, but it was but it, it was similar. A lot of people were coming out saying this guy's a giant piece of shit. Right. Even even uh, I think Ashton Kutcher and some of the other uh, cast members right. of the, that seventy show um, were quick to jump on it and say this guy's a piece of shit. Speaking of Screech, uh, the the guy that we just mentioned, you know, after he left the Saved by the Bell show, he had a very rocky time with life. His parents were fighting over the money that he made. Right. And, he he was married and divorced and engaged and then you know broken up with and he was getting in bar fights and he was in and out of jail. He wrote a tell-all book and no Made, one had any uh, tons of pornos. Probably, I didn't know about that. Probably yeah. lots of cocaine. I'm guessing lots of cocaine. Well, that's usually involved. He didn't live a life where a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about him, and that's part of the problem. Is if you. It's a small part of the problem because nowadays people don't give a shit. They actually like to see you fall. So the the better person you are, if they hear anything bad, they'll jump regardless. But the point that I'm trying to make very poorly is if you live a life where the number of people that are going to talk about you only have negative things to say, all it takes is an allegation and there's nobody that's going to come to your defense. So uh, don't be a shithead to people. Don't kick your guitarist in the face on stage uh, and leave a little bit of room for doubt if someone does make an allegation. That's all I'm saying. I guess my question is of, uh, you know, between the Marilyn Manson story and the army hammer, you know, kind of allegations, fuck it. Which, which one's going to make the more entertaining made for TV lifetime movie. Um, <laughs> I would say Marilyn Manson because he's really? just way more theatrical. Yeah. I thought army hammer was like a rapper. <laughs> that was that was like arm and hammer baking soda see and i thought, I thought it, it i thought it was like a rapper that you know it sounds like a rapper name yeah. army hammer and when i when i heard that name i just thought somebody was just mistaking arm and hammer <laughs> and it was like they never learned how to say it properly right and then it starts coming out it's like no he wanted to he was like a cannibal and i was like wait a minute this is a person <laughs> Yeah. Who the fuck is Army Hammer? I've never I want heard of to him. remove yeah. one of your ribs and cook it and eat it. Yeah. Well, let's 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 walk him let's walk him through what the fuck we're talking about. Okay, yeah. yes. Army Hammer, who I'd never heard of. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, dudes um is he an actor? He's he... an actor. He I uh, I guess one of the more uh famous movies that he was known for is the man the remake of The Man from Uncle or U N C L E. It's uh, but I mean, he's been in tons of stuff. He was also in the Social Network. Uh, he was one of the Inkelvoss. Uh, Winklevoss. Yeah, the Winklevoss. Yeah, he was one of those individuals. Cameron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's hilarious because uh, I mean, a few of his girlfriends have posted uh, chats between uh, him and them, and. It, it's it's funny because at first they're all about what he's saying, just kind of trying to go along with it. It's like whatever you want, Daddy. Oh yeah, and you know just all that. But then after a while, he keeps on texting just insane shit, and they're not answering. Yeah, in I, fact, <laughs> I want to remove your rib and put it in my smoker, and then eat it, and then eat you. Yeah, and, and all this crazy. 
I once killed a deer and removed its heart and ate it. And it made me it think warm. of you. Yeah, to make, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shit like that. Now, if you want to actually hear a uh, what Arona's talking about as far as the depiction of the female side of this Army Hammer story, the shittiest podcast ever, but I hear it's popular, <laughs> called Call Her Daddy, uh, has <laughs> one of Army Hammer's ex-girlfriends uh, on the podcast. And if you can stomach Valley Girl talk and uh vocal fry and up speak and if you don't know what any of those are i just listen I, to the podcast i You'll cherish learn. i cherish your innocence <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like outtakes from the movie uh buffy the vampire slayer it's just god awful it's a lot of so what did you do then and then they she starts to say all the fucked up crazy shit and it's like whoa think of that. a congregation that sounds rough. So did you still fuck him? Well, of course. <laughs> He's like, so hot. Of yeah. course I am. I mean, I was wi- seriously, I was willing to do anything that he wanted to do. And then it just got kind of weird. I was a little bit like over it. If you can deal with a bunch of that shit, then uh, there's a full rundown of what actually went down supposedly, allegedly. Uh, From their Ar- side. With Army Hammer and these yes. dumbass fucking hot females that are just that just uh must be taken care of the rest of their days because they are completely clueless incapacitated on living life as a normal human being (laughs) they're kardashians (laughs) they're miserable fucking women who have just gotten by on their looks alone that's true white privilege by the way yes Mm -hmm. being a hot white female yes you get the every door open for you because everybody wants to bone you so you know they want to punch your guts out but uh Eh, you know, I think I feel a few more one stars coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Women love us. Uh, I can see the. I can see the next review. Yeah, this podcast like is so, so demeaning bad. and very uncool. I would never fuck any one of these guys, even if they wanted to eat my rib. Send <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> like I totally showed them. All right. Well, this got weird as fuck. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, it started with Marilyn Manson and ended with uh, Valley Girls Valley getting girls. their ribs removed. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that's not a that's not a far cry from each other. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, wasn't there an old uh, you know uh, rumor that about, uh, <laughs> Marilyn Manson removed a rib so, so he could suck he could... his own dick? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a form of cannibalism. He is eating himself. Yeah. No, I do know this. I do know this. A long time ago, in the very early 90s, I saw the rider of their uh, current tour, the tour that they were on. Mm-hmm. And in their rider, I shit you not, this was in their rider. If they didn't have a restroom anywhere near where the dressing room was, mm-hmm. then they had a five by five cat box put oh. in the in the dressing room. And they would piss and shit in the cat box. When I saw that, I was like, eh. <laughs> I like to party, but yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like to party when somebody's taking a dump beside me. You know, I mean, I yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I guess at least they had a plan. Not just hey, roll a tarp out. <laughs> let's let's get weird. Yeah, that was. Uh, I remember when it, when he first started making the rounds and uh, he was trying to put the band together. And uh, 
people were just, I mean, he was shock rock, but so at the same time, what's the word I'm looking for? Not predictable, but just over the top with it. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. it, he would do nothing to shock the shit out of somebody, you know? He was like if and Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie had that, a baby. Yeah. Al- and, and then a lot mix of Alice in Cooper, a lot of drugs. Yeah, a lot of Alice Cooper in there, but also um, he took Alice off the stage. You know, which where Alice Cooper, he was just Alice Cooper on stage. Yeah, you know, uh, Marilyn Manson was Marilyn Manson off the stage too. You know, yeah, I mean, he, he was, was just full, a, he was full blown kayfabe. Exactly, he was in character. He went the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's exactly what happened. He went full character. I mean, he could have had a really good band right out of the gate. Oh yeah. oh yeah, but uh, but a lot of musicians are like, eh, I don't know. This dude actually yeah. lives this. I don't know about this. Ugh, yeah. fuck but, this. And, and when you look at like Twiggy and that dude, the dude, I mean, he could barely play bass. The, the dude Twiggy Ramirez or whatever yeah. the original band, you know. And then eventually, when he got John Five and all those guys in, I mean, he put together a world class band, you know. But in the beginning, man, people were like, "What the fuck is this guy about?" You know, I mean, and yeah. he did catch a lot of slack. Or an Alice Cooper, just rip off. yeah, rip off, just completely ripping him off, you know. Yeah. And, but I saw the difference, you know. I remember the first time I saw the Sweet Dreams video, I was like, "Holy shit! Look at this guy! Look yeah. at his and his and the way that the looks on his face and those fucking contacts mm-hmm. and shit in his eyes, you know, he looked fucking psycho." Now, back in the day, that was one of my favorite covers of any. Song. Yeah, it was a it was a trip. Yeah, that no, his a, showmanship was fucking incredible. Yeah, there was nothing else sure. like it at the time. Yeah. Uh, the closest thing for me growing up that I would put it next to, I already said Rob Zombie, but like Trent Reznor yeah. and Nine Inch Nails. And they were buddies early on, but quickly. Well, Trent, Trent even signed Trent, them. Well, Trent signed them. Yeah, yeah. He got them their deal. Yeah. But immediately, yeah. early on, Trent was like, nah, fuck this. Yeah. This guy yeah. actually believes all this yeah. shit and he lives will, it and yes. takes it off stage. Well, not only that, he acu- he um, released in a book that he and Trent Reznor uh, assaulted uh, some girl and you know Trent Reznor is automatically like yeah Dude, he, that fucking never yeah. happened yeah he's been he's been saying that for years too for Trent Reznor twenty five years he's yeah been he's, repeating he's, been, it. he's been pissed off about that yeah but it's just it's just crazy that you create this character and then you you start to become that character that's never good no like uh, just the other week uh, on Joe Rogan they had the uh, the Undertaker uh, I forget his actual name but the WWF star yeah I still say WWF sue me or don't please <laughs> panda people don't walk that back <laughs> don't sue me yeah but um mark something anyway he was saying that for 30 years or however long he had to perform as his character he could never not be that character in his real life because that was back in the days when you know professional wrestling right. was still thought of to be real yeah. and all, right. all this other shit and macho he, man yeah yeah. but he could never be himself like he couldn't be himself it wasn't like i want to be this guy like Marilyn, right but if he was out to dinner or whatever he had to be in character the whole time because if he broke character even in his personal life no i know it would ruin his career yeah i know i've i I remember seeing wrestlers down in florida they'd be out you know macho man lived down there hulk hogan lived down there Mm -hmm. anytime you'd see them anywhere they look like they just stepped out of the ring and they were hey brother hey brother (laughs) what's up brother and he'd always have that shit tied around his head say your prayers and eat your vitamins (laughs) yeah if not i'm gonna (laughs) drop the leg on you brother yeah, but I mean, you know, it, 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 that's true though. That is true. Wrestling and and rock stars, they were they went hand in hand. 
in the 80s and the 90s, man. Hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just entertainers. Yeah. Used to put on a hell of a show. Yep. Along with an overwhelming use of spandex. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> a good bit. Yeah. I think it started with the Freebirds. You know the free the fabulous Freebirds? The dudes. No. That might that might I I'll okay, moment of honesty. Uh I was a wrestling fan growing up in the eighties and the late eighties, and then I stopped. I uh, forget about when, probably early 90s, like 1990, 91, right. I, I stopped. And then I picked back up around like 96, late right. 96, early 97, somewhere around there. Because then it got really good. Yeah. The fabulous Freebirds were, they were three, there were three of them. Mm -hmm. And they were from here, I think. They were from Atlanta, I think. They dressed like poison. That's what they look like. <laughs> they come out, all three nice. of them, and they look like, they look like a rock band coming out of the fucking, you yeah. know, coming out of the dressing room. Oh, yeah. And that was the, they were the first ones that I remember. I mean, and then, of course, Macho Man always had his little his suits castles. and shit. Yeah. And then, of course. But, uh, and, uh, you know, and Hulk Hogan always just ripped the shirt off and all that shit. But they were the first ones that looked like a fucking band coming out of the dressing room. Yeah. It was like, Oh, I'm about to see a concert or a wrestling match. Then I, I guess it was probably around the time when Nirvana came out and grunge was the you know the prevailing movement. And anything that resembled a hairband to me was just like, oh, that's no, that stops now. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's that's dead. when I stopped watching wrestling, and they still carried that that hairband look on until like '95, and then they were like, I think it's time to change. Yeah. And then you got guys like Stone Cold coming out and cut off jean shorts. And The Undertaker and then, coming out dressed like a fucking Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. Well, he even changed. He he started just being like a biker. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I only saw him out in the beginning. You know? Yeah. But, but when I got back into it, it was when they were just uh, being more like real people. Anyway, this isn't a wrestling podcast. <laughs> but um, speaking of things that are coming back. That's how you fucking do the transition there. There, boy, you do it. Uh, in the world of video games and football, EA Sports is going to be bringing back their college football game. Used to be known as NCAA Football 2014 was the last one. Right. But now it's just going to be called EA College Football. No NCAA affiliated with it yet. Maybe that'll come back. I don't know. But it's... They stopped making it. Their their last release was in 2013. And then, I forget the guy's name. Not super prepared for this. But uh, the NCAA or EA got taken to court because they were making all this money off this video game and the players weren't getting any cut of it. And a court ruled that, no, if you're going to do that, you have to pay the players in your game for their image and likeness. You don't even have to use the real name of using their number and their stats and their, their height and weight. You, we know who that is representing. That person should get compensated. But the NCAA had rules against compensating student athletes. So the video game was forced to cease to exist. And it's just been no more continuance to the college football uh, video game landscape. Until last year, a court ruled that actually you can and you should, our players should be eligible. Not saying you should pay them, but saying that uh, a player or an individual should have the right to get paid for their image and likeness um, if it's to be used in 
a for a financial gain right. of an institute or a right. company or mm-hmm. whatever. And so that uh, led to the announcement that came from EA Sports last week on Twitter, and all it said was, "We're you know college football is coming back," and it had like a little logo of a football field and all that stuff. And for the video game world, especially the sports video game world. This was the biggest news. This was the news that they've been waiting for for over eight years. Now, we don't know if it's coming this fall. I highly doubt it. It's going to take longer than... Normally, the games come out in like July or August. It's going to take more than six months to put a video game together. I don't know. With the way EA just kind of throws shit out there and doesn't care about its uh, quality, uh, you never know. They might release something very quickly. No, well, they, well, they might already have something in the in the maybe. can the whole time. What, what they know? what they did not do is include a release date. Right. So mm-hmm. we don't know, and it's not known if it's going to be this fall or next fall. I highly doubt it'll be twenty twenty three. I'm betting on it'll be next summer. Well, you like, not this coming summer, but twenty twenty uh, two. You mentioned one thing just a minute ago that you didn't say. In the beginning. What's that? And that was that the NCAA is not going to be in the title of the game. Correct. Now, this changes everything that I that I was saying to begin with. So this is, dude, that's going to be tricky. That that's going to be real me, tricky. That would make me think then that they can't use team names or anything like that. Well, and maybe they can't. Maybe what, they can't use well, team names. Well, what they said, yeah. they did make a, uh, shit, I think it's an IGN.com or Mashable or, one of, or Wired. One of those uh, online uh, websites where they went into further elaboration, saying that they there would be the college football playoff, there would be the conferences and the teams, but they were not going to say yet if the teams were going to be representative by the players that were making up that roster for that year. But what they will probably do is just re-release the game where you know maybe they'll have the logos they'll at least have the team colors and but what they'll do is they'll make it so customizable that all these internet nerds that have been doing this for years when they stop making these games people including myself would still keep their Xbox 360 right. which is now a dinosaur right. just so they could still play right. uh EA you know, college NCAA football 2014, there was an entire team of internet nerds that would edit these rosters because it was editable. You could, you could, you could update it manually. And so people would sit at home and they would update every team's roster to make it as close to what the current roster on the field would be. And then you could go online and you can download it straight from the EA servers. So that was like the workaround. So I'm just thinking they're just going to make the next game for this new gen, next gen, uh, you know, consoles that are out now with better graphics and all this other shit. And they'll give you the capability of the playoff. You just got to make your own fucking team. I have the original PlayStation and I played Madden 04 on that motherfucker till it died. Yeah. And uh, hadn't been able to find another original PlayStation for cheap enough yet. They're out so, there. No, but no, they're, I know. They're I'm becoming one for ten bucks at a garage sale. I, I think with uh, PlayStation, they're doing the same thing as like Nintendo and things like that, where you can still buy the console, but they've got the pre-downloaded games. You can't. 
you know, utilize old games or anything like that. Oh, yeah. And it's all yeah, just, fuck all that. Yeah. No, I'm a, I want an original old yeah. ass PlayStation so I can play my Madden again. Yeah, Madden 04 was, look, I know video games are the shit now and all that. They were the shit then, dude. Yeah. yeah. And in 2004, I mean, we would we sat in the lobby in there. I can't tell you how many fucking nights mm-hmm. and played that shit all night long, man. We'd be in here recording and somebody would go in there and, and start playing a, playing a game. And uh, next thing you know, we're all in there. Everybody's in there playing, you know. Oh, it's yeah, fucking no. crazy. Sports video games have been awesome. In fact, they peaked 15 or so years ago. And what you were saying, Arona, with EA Sports just throwing out Maddens out there willy-nilly, it's pissed off the entire sports video game universe because they they take what was good about the game and they throw it to the side and right. then start putting in all this other bullshit that nobody wanted. And then what they've been doing with Madden anyway is just copy and repeat yeah. for like the last three years. Yeah, And it's like, pay 60 or 75 bucks if you want the ultimate uh, edition of the same exact game that you bought. No changes made. Right. right. Now, going back to what, what we were talking about a minute ago, the only the only thing that was missing in this press release was that it's that NCAA is on it anywhere. Now, I just think that's because they haven't come to a full agreement. I fully expect that EA Sports will partner up with the NCAA. You'll have the logos. You'll have all the trademark shit. They'll end up breaking it out to where every single player gets like $5,000, no more, no less, and they put the game out. Because I've seen some people do some quick math, and to do that, that would be about $30 million that EA Sports would have to pay so that they would meet whatever threshold that the NCAA will likely establish uh, because it's legal to do so, so the NCAA is going to go with it because they will be getting paid now. Um, But if this game goes through the way that I think it will, and that is full-blown everything, you know who the players are, you got the logos, you got all the rituals and everything that the old games used to have, this will be the biggest selling video game of all time. Easily. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you've taken it. It's like the McRib. Going yeah. back to ribs. Yeah. Bringing the McRib back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you you take it away, it only drives up the right. demand for it. Now, yep. you, you've taken it away. By the time they release it, which I'm thinking it'll be 2022, it will have been nine years that there's been no college football game. you that is, and and the players that were, or the people that were playing that, range from, by that point, will be mid to late forties, all the way down to like twenty four, prime video game purchasing market. This will be the biggest video game of all time, without a doubt, and it won't even be close. It'd be cool if you know in that game they have some kind of like Hall of Fame team, just like you know past ncaa you know greats and yeah, uh, yeah i don't see i, I, don't, I don't think either, they could, but i don't still, think they're going to be able to be, afford to do that cool they i mean there's always a possibility but i hope that they put all their efforts into just making this the best fucking game where the stadiums then give it to someone other than ea no fuck that they oh, might do okay. the stadiums EA i could see them terrible i could see them doing the old stadiums EA, you know here there's an argument to this ea got terrible because they're College football was more profitable than Madden. 
Madden became yeah. the big game because it was the only game. Yeah. Because Madden had the sole license for the NFL. Right. So you didn't have any 2K sports NFL games. Right, you, didn't right. ha- you didn't have any competition. Without any competition, you don't have an incentive to get better or yeah. put out a better product. And you had NFL Blitz. <laughs> Great even that football went away. game yeah. of all time. Yeah, they took that away. That's yep. what I'm saying. Every other NFL uh, franchise. I got that in there, too. <laughs> went away because Madden and the NFL got sole rights. Right. Or Madden got the sole rights to the NFL. So they got shitty because they didn't have to do any better. If they don't nail this, EA Sports is done. They're done like GameStop. They're done like no, Robin. No, Hood. I know. They're, no, they'll nail it, dude. They, they will. And I, no. and I agree with you because it's going to be it. their biggest payday of all time. Right. It's still a can of fucking worms to me, though. Yeah. yeah you're there. You're opening up the can, and once that can's open, they're, they're, it'll it will ruin college football the way it's ruined the fucking NFL. That will happen. When players can get paid, the same shit's going to happen. Free agency in college. It's it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. I'd say an argument's already there that uh, the football game, the college football game, is ruined currently compared to what it was before the transfer portal and before the playoff. Yeah, but still, no, no you're, I'm talking. You're talking about. I'm talking about the inner workings of football itself. You're talking about like the way they're doing things as far as scheduling and shit like that i'm talking about i'm talking actual, about competition yeah and, and there's only well, four and or I'm, five games to, or teams to look at right but and and but this is what i'm talking about if you start paying all these players they're gonna start demanding more and more and more and more and they're gonna they're gonna pick it they're gonna I see it. I see it all but coming. But I see it all coming, and and it's going to be just like the NFL. It's going to be all they're going to fuck up college just the way they fucked up the NFL. But the NFL who, who, back in the day before free agency, free yeah. agency killed the NFL, fucking destroyed it. Yeah, destroyed yeah. it. And you're talking about that with college now. That is coming to college. It's already there. Nah, the transfer really. portal has already put that aspect. That's why there's only five to six teams no, to I, watch no, a year I understand anyway. what you're saying, but the talent has already been consolidated. The the payment whatever who are they going to be making demands of? The school can't pay them. The school's not going to pay them. They're just now eligible to sign autographs. That's the begin paid for this is it. the beginning of it. That, that's that's what I'm saying. The, the schools will be paying these guys. That that is going to happen. To think that schools aren't already it's, paying them, I think is well, a little bit but negligent. I'm just saying. I know, I know. There will be salaries for college football players, and this is the beginning of it. This is the fucking beginning of a salary to play football in college, and that is that will destroy the spirit of the fucking game. It will destroy it. It'll fucking totally annihilate it. I agree. That's the only yeah, thing. That happens. That's the only reason that I w- like college football, and and I have ever since free agency. Uh, the only reason I like college football more than the NFL, and people think I'm fucking crazy for this, but it's absolutely true. It's the spirit of the game. When you're in the NFL and you're getting paid to play, even the thought of well, I don't want to do that. I'll get hurt. Mm-hmm. That right there, even that thought, whether you do it or not, whether you don't, you know, whether you play your heart out or not, if that thought enters your mind and you're getting paid to play, mm-hmm. 
That never goes away. That never goes away. In college, all you're doing in college, because like we've said this a thousand fucking times, 99 fucking percent of them guys will never play football again. Yeah. You know, of the guys that go through, they're there. And for the 1% that are going to play football again or the 1% that are getting paid the biggest amount of money or whatever, they shouldn't be able to fuck up a team of guys that are there just for the fucking spirit of the game. You know what I'm saying? That's my yeah. point. That's my point in all this. I agree. And or I, I, I understand your argument. I There's also another unequal argument and that the overwhelming majority of these guys are never going to see a payday for their talent that they bring. And, 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 I, don't, and, and I don't doubt that. And, and to receive some compensation because it's not like they're not talented. And it's not like there's a lot of look on uh, maybe Alabama is not the best example, but most years on a national championship team, even the majority of the players on that team are never going to play football after they graduate. Right. And so they were able to accomplish a lot and bring a shitload of money to a university, to t-shirt sales, to vendors outside. They there's value in their service and it's supposed to be an education but i don't know that's I supposed to be the value it's, that's the it's nice to play that mental game no that i know but that's what it's supposed to be it's it's look yeah. i understand it's like i mean when you're gonna you're, what, you're gonna start paying high school football players i mean you're gonna start paying fucking middle school football players to play in middle school if i mean if the market it's calls for it because here's just, the thing here's the thing kids are already moving across the country or they're already enrolling in high schools that will put them in the best situation to have the opportunity to, to go play. Yeah. Yes. And and there's nothing wrong with that. There's my, nothing my, wrong with that. They're playing their fucking heart out trying to get to the money. Uh, that th- There's a big difference in that. Yeah. Once you get the money, once you're getting paid, shit changes. Everything changes. If, if they were already getting paid and the sport already has all the problems it already has, and then somebody made the argument... We should take the money away. I think that there would be an equal uh, amount of no. You should not. You should not take away these players' chances at making money. Most of these college football players, their entire life is football. They can't go get a job. They can't go. They are not allowed to earn money. So you're taking away their ability to even earn their own money. Mm-hmm. They they're literally relying on. Receiving money in very nefarious, you know, back room alley ways. I mean, fucking Todd Gurley got busted because somebody ratted on him because he didn't score enough points for him to win a bet or whatever the fuck it was. So he came out and said, this motherfucker's been signing autographs and I've been paying him for it. That The players have already been getting paid. No, to act I'm, like not, it's not a, act, I'm not saying that that's not happening. I, I'm talking about when you organize it into like payments i'm with you and this isn't That's an the, argument for who's right or wrong because neither one of us know because it hasn't happened yet right. we'll we'll find out i'm just saying there's an argument on both no sides. i get it i do uh believe the fact that you know these individuals do um chisel out quite a portion of money that their school does get enabled by their performance in a sport uh, that people are paid millions of dollars for. But I also agree at the same time, yes, 
once they start getting paid, it is going to fuck up the sport. Possibly. I think the guys already are getting paid. I think they're getting paid by sure. uh, ways that we don't know because it can't be public because right now it's against the rules. By making it not against the rules, it's kind of like smoking weed. You know a shitload of people are smoking weed, but in places where it's illegal, you never know. When you just say, oh yeah, it's not, it's no longer illegal, it, then you find out, oh yeah, I've been smoking weed for oh, 35 yeah. years. No, it's like the movie, uh, back in the day, the movie Shaq was in with Nick Nolte, Blue Chips yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's tons of booster clubs that behind the scenes are passing money to their biggest stars. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. To, I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm, I, I would say naive or maybe I'm a little more cynical. I just think it's already happening. No, I'm not saying that it's not happening, and I'm not saying that they don't deserve the money. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, What I'm saying is that it will destroy the spirit of college football if they're getting paid to play it. And not only that, but it should be – I mean, the dudes are in college. If you're in college and your only job is to play football in college, you don't need to be in college. That, that, well, that's that, a totally that's separate my, argument. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that's my yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you if if these college if these college programs if they want to have you know really killer football players that aren't that bright, they need to bring them up to speed on the education part. It should be that should be their fucking focus more than anything. And they can all say that they're doing it, but you see the interviews and you know. They're not learning shit. That's the whole point of a college education. You know, you if you, you hurt yourself playing football in college, at least you've got whatever degree you're in college for to fall back on. That's that's the way it used to be anyway. But now um, it, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's the, the whole thing is, it, this goes all the way to fucking grammar school and middle school and these educate you know education i'm, I'm just gonna land more on the side of honesty no, Let, let's you. just be honest about what's really going on here most of these kids are not scholastic uh you know road scholars they're 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 not their best chance is athletics in a lot of these cases the kids that are gonna graduate and make something of themselves would likely do that regardless of their physical talent right um, a lot of these, a lot of these kids will not play professionally and the school is not going to be, uh, a great jumping off point for a lot of them. And for the ones where that is the case, chipping in a little bit of dough for their talents that they bring for the short time that they have a moment to shine. I'm all for it. And I'm not saying they don't deserve it. That's not I, what I'm saying. I, I, and I, I think we both know what we're saying. Right. I'm just saying Removing the veil over this this faux sense that the game is more traditionally, you know, more traditional in our minds than it actually is, it'll change for us as the fan. But I think the game is going to continue being what it has been for the past twenty years. I don't think it's going to be as bad as like SMU, where literally they're driving up in brand new cars and shit like that. You know where. Uh, they're they're pulling off shit like that. I think that it's, I think because of the failures of the past with how blatant some of this shit can get, um, 
that they are going to put, you know, but now that we're saying that it's okay to receive some money, we're going to set the fucking limit and we're going to enforce the fuck out of that. You're probably going to see a lot of players actually making less money um, by making it more transparent than what's actually been going on. So it either way, it looks like it's coming down the pike no matter what. So I, I love the fact that you and I do see it slightly different because I think either way we're going to have something to react to. All right. Because I think right. it's I think it's it's happening. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And no, oh, it's been coming. Yeah. I've been I've been dreading this for fucking ever. I have. <laughs> yeah. I have. I've been just waiting on it and dreading it. I just hope they open it up more. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh back I think in the fall, maybe December or I don't remember when, but on a prior episode where I hope that this forces them to open up the playoff you know, spread out the money. Yeah, if you're going to allow yes. the money to come in, yeah. spread that shit out. Don't consolidate it in, in six teams. Right. Um, let this hopefully be something that can be utilized to make a more competitive game. Right. It is going to be very interesting to see how they set the scale and, you know, just, uh, you know, why one player makes, you know, what they make as compared to another, you know? Yeah. No, they but, all need to make the same. Because I think we can also all agree that yes, even though our teams, <laughs> Doug's more than mine, is doing very well right now in this <laughs> current college landscape, I think we could argue that watching Michigan be dog shit and Penn State be dog shit and, and Ohio Texas State. be dog shit, Miami and Florida State be dog shit, it's not good for the game. Yeah. You, you already know you've, you've got six teams for the next three years that are going to be the only ones that actually have a legitimate shot. Right. And... And hopefully somehow this ends up reversing that to where it it makes it more competitive. I still want my team to do well and win it all, but I want it to be where it's not like, okay, out of your 12-game schedule, only two of them matter because you're going to stomp the other 10 guaranteed. Right. And then two are going to be tough. Like, I want to see a more competitive game. And the way it is now isn't that. So fuck it. And this are they is coming only, anyway. So and are they see. only going to pay the guys that dress, or are they going to pay the whole team, or what? Well, when, okay, so how's that going to work? So I was watching Pat McAfee, uh, retired punter of the Indianapolis Colts, but is more known now for his online daily sports show. He's a high energy guy. He's not for everybody, but he knows his shit, and he's younger. He's young enough to still be connected to the game, but also be connected with the college age kids. And he ran through it. He was like, look, there's a lot of problems that this is going to cause, but this is also going to solve a lot of problems for a lot of players. It might keep them in the game longer. The, the players that are opting out of their bowl games and, and, and other obligations, they might now, you know, there might be rules. If you're getting See, paid, now that's you interesting. have to now, now you have to live up to yeah. your full extent of that your, would be, that because would be now great. you're signing contracts. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, for all of the obvious bad that money could possibly bring, and he's the one that kind of gave me the idea of to act like money's not already in the game. You're you're living in the in the forties. Like, oh no, it, it's, it's there. no, it's I know, in the and game. I'm not yeah. I'm not directing this. No, go ahead. <laughs> but he was saying there's a lot of good that could come from this. Like I already said, fulfilling your obligation all the way through, right. and maybe not having players leap. You know, obviously I follow Georgia football. We've had a shitload of players, uh, Elijah Holyfield. Trenton Thompson, high-level talent guys that left early and aren't in the NFL anywhere right. because they're, they weren't good enough for the NFL. They needed another year. 
But once you jump, you can't come back. I think if there was a little bit of, you know, you don't have to leave because, you know, you, you're, you're still going to make some money. You're, you you know, there's not that immediate rush right. to leave early to where now their lives, I mean, not Elijah Holofield, obviously is dad's a vendor, but for other kids that come from low income areas that think I'm only here so I can get to the NFL to get paid fucking education. My family's hungry now. You can actually keep them in school instead of having them leave early by giving them a reason to stay. The college landscape has changed entirely, you know, over mm-hmm. the past 30 years as far as the economic situations where these players come and, uh, you know, the, the wealth gap has gotten greater. You know, these guys want that. Right. So, but, but Pat McAfee is the first guy that kind of broke this down and said, um, in other instances where he's seen this to answer your question around like how much would they get paid? Like for a video game contract, it would be, everybody gets paid the same. Uh, and, and he just came up with $5,000 for every kid that's on the, you know, uh, roster not, on the roster, right. not even starting or whatever right. you could, And he did the quick math, 140 plus schools, blah, 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 this number of players, blah, blah, blah. blah. And he was like. I think that $5,000 for a video game, just for this video game, because he, the way that he uh, did it in his head, he was like, when Madden came out, the NFL Players Association would cut them a check, each player in the NFL, for ten grand. That was all they got paid to be in Madden. He's like, now NCAA, you have a shitload more schools, a shitload more players, but they're not getting paid anything else. So if you pay them half of what they pay the NFL guys for a Madden contract, that's five grand. That's thirty million dollars that EA is going to have to pay before they can even release the game. So right. they're thirty million in the hole. I think they'll make that back hand over fist. Mm-hmm. And so for a video game, that would be what they would get paid. Now for a jersey deal or a autograph signing, which they're fucking doing anyway, they're just not getting paid for. Then that would be negotiated, and that that's another lesson. Now you get to learn how to negotiate your your contracts. Your you're learning that before you get taken advantage of out in the real world. Right. We'll have now we have new positions that are going to be created in the universities that are now your financial managers, you know, as a teacher and we'll walk you through how to negotiate what your value is and this. So th- I think there's a lot more opportunity here than than negative because I think the negativity is already in place. This just opens up to unforeseen possibilities. And I think any autograph given by any fucking player on any team, a percentage of that needs to be distributed amongst the whole fucking team. Not the whole thing. Say an autograph is five bucks. Say the the player signing it gets three bucks and two dollars of it goes to the whole team. I think the way it will go. As the university will put on it, hey, at the bookstore today, you're going to have these 10 star athletes right and they'll have them and they'll pay them a certain amount 20 bucks ahead to come in and get an autograph now a percentage of that just like any other venue just like any other concession whatever right a percentage of that goes back to the team a percentage of that goes to the bookstore yeah and whatever's left goes to the players right and i think each school will probably have something a little different or each conference will have something different but I think that there's a great opportunity for them to learn the value of money yes. before the paychecks become sure. huge. Right. And this might help set some players up for even if they don't make it at the NFL to at least have that mindset instead of just expecting gobs of money to come their way because there's a number right. uh, and you know on the back of their helmet. So 
I'm maybe I'm naive and being hopeful, but fuck it if it's coming, I d- I don't want to I don't want to be dreading it. I just oh. think if you're a star athlete on a team, mm-hmm. it, you're only a star because of that team. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean you ain't no fucking running back doing nothing without a line. Ain't ain't a quarterback doing anything without a line. And that's where the autograph thing comes in. I think if it if if they do the autograph, I mean, yeah, give them something, you know, give them like like I said, if an autograph's like five bucks, mm-hmm. let, let the player get like you know three dollars, two fifty of that, and then let the other two fifty go throughout the team. I hear you, but we and all it, know that evenly. You know, Matt Ryan's making more than Alex Mack. Well, know, I know, but that's and, but that's it shouldn't be that way in college. That's what I'm saying. They should make I, it so. I mean, even the guy giving the autograph is still going to be making more money than the rest of the team. Because he's getting two fifty for the autograph, where the other two fifty is getting split amongst fucking fifty players or whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's, they should get like tip out. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it would be. So yeah, I, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> well, either way, we'll be the yeah. first to shit on it if it ruins the sport. <laughs> and uh, I just want to go into it with a hopeful eye because there's just too much to be. Yeah, I I don't want to dread it because, like you, Doug. It's my favorite fucking sport, and I don't want to start hating it. I know. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to start hating college ball. So until I'm proven anything other than that, I'm going to go in like a fucking moron and think that this <laughs> is going to... I'm not saying we'll make the game better. That's probably a little too much to ask. I'm hoping that it will, but I'm at least hoping that it doesn't ruin the sport. If it stays like it is, it's a... It's a net zero. I'm good with that. No I'm good if it stays like it is, but well. I, <laughs> I, just hope, I just hope that's the case. <laughs> so speaking of all the players that want to jump to the next level and do their thing on the big, on the big stage, last night was the biggest stage. Mm. It was the Super Bowl uh, 55 and your old stomping grounds, Dougie. Yes. Old Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. And... Obviously, it was between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers won 31 to 9. Uh, boring is a word I would use. Oh, yeah. To describe it. Defense is a word I would use. That first, uh, you know, because I, no like I said, defense. I grew up playing defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the, the defensive plays on both fucking teams. The first half of that game were stellar. Fucking stellar. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, you can't give him any rope. No. And and I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that we're gonna have a thorough breakdown of the game. I, I would no. imagine if you wanted to watch the game, you watch the game. Uh, you've seen the highlights. You 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 know what happened. What I'm a little more interested in is, I don't think any of us has seen Kansas City play that bad. It was it was pretty hideous. It was fucking pitiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, terrible. I, I heard somewhere, and I don't know if it was exaggerated. I haven't done my due diligence to uh, to research this, but I did hear that Patrick Mahomes. Not didn't have these in rushing yards, but ran a total of four hundred and ninety plus yards in the game. He did that in the backfield running. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. His legs moved enough, and he he they because you know if you run sideline to sideline, that's like you know what fifty three yards, seventy yards, something like that. He he also but but and and but you don't pick up any you know those don't get counted as positive right, rushing right. but they're saying in for the entire game Zigzagging. he ran almost 500 yards <laughs> yeah. for his life yeah the I, entire time yeah, yeah yeah but i gotta say this he made one of the most incredible passes i've ever seen yes, oh yeah i've ever seen last night and 
at it the hits zip, the guy in dude, the damn the face zip, mask. Yeah, hit him right in the fucking face mask. The, 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 I mean, he was running. He got tripped up right before he hit the fucking ground. He slung that fucker sideways. For like 35 yards. Yeah, on and a hit dime. the dude right in the fucking face mask. And that was yeah. the second time that happened in the game where there was a touchdown pass that hit yeah, a receiver hit in the, head. In the yes, face. Yes, in and the they face. Because had they caught those two... You're talking a totally different game. Yeah, the, yep. the dynamics are different. The energy is different and all that stuff. Patrick did everything I think he could have done. That line was shit. That line was terrible. It, ta- no, Tampa Bay was... Dude, Tampa Bay's defense last night, That w- it was some of the best defense I've seen. Out of all the games that I've watched mm-hmm. NFL this year... That was the shit. Well, Them Tam- dudes were on it. Tampa did get a little bit of assistance from the officiating crew. Yeah, but, which n- yeah, I guess, but that wasn't, I, I mean. I, I guess to balance out the misogyny on the show, maybe it's because they had a female on the field. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, the, the refs did play a role in the game, and I fucking hate that. Yeah, it was a couple of calls. They, were they fucking... weren't letting them play yeah. to the degree that they were in the playoff games. Yeah. And that. That fucking sucks. Now, yeah. Kansas City got beat by so much that I don't think it cost them the game necessarily. But if I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I would be fucking irate. Because yeah. even though Patrick Mahomes was running all over the fucking field for his life, that's not new. That no, that's normal. His old line falls apart. Yeah. I mean, against the Bills, right. he, he probably ran for 350 yards for his fucking life. The only difference is, is when he flung it to his receivers and every game except for yesterday... They fucking caught it. Right. Yesterday, it was literally bouncing off their fucking face mask. Yeah. They had no timing. Uh, Kelsey was slipping and falling. Like it, it, They were so off. And I wonder, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that they were not allowed to travel to Tampa until the night before the game because of COVID. Like, they couldn't find enough room in Tampa to put them up for a week. Yeah. Like, normal Super Bowls, they're there the week prior. All right. They had to practice in cold-ass Kansas City, and I'm sure they have an indoor, so whatever. It doesn't really matter. But they were states away doing press for a game that normally they would be there at it for. Right. And and the build-up to the Super Bowl and get your mind right and all that stuff. They, how the fuck do you do that in Kansas City when the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa. Oh, and by the way, the team you're playing is already in Tampa because they're playing. They're they're sleeping in their own yeah. beds. They're leaving their house. They're not in traveling the at all. <laughs> yeah. They were there two weeks before the Super yeah, Bowl. Right. So I'm. There's no definitive proof, but I had to. I have to think it played a role. Because Kansas City was just off the whole fucking night. Yeah, yeah. yeah they was. didn't do it. They didn't score a touchdown. One of the most prolific offenses in the NFL for the last few seasons didn't get in the end zone once. Yeah. That that ha- I'm sorry, but that has to have played a role. I thought for sure that they would have tied the field goal thing, though. What do you mean? Field goals in a Super Bowl. How many? Four, four is the, is the record. Yeah, there's two teams that have it. I think they the just got down by so and, much, they just they had to start going for it on fourth down. Uh, yeah. If it was close, they probably would have because they weren't getting in the end zone at all. And anytime they got close, the refs were like, no, nah, get back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there were two calls, two calls especially last night. The one was a personal foul that wasn't a personal foul. I mean, it, it really wasn't. And one was a pass interference that was not pass interference. Yeah. And they were both against Kansas City. 
Yeah. And it, dude, they got penalized last night like insane. I don't remember oh, yeah. seeing any penalties against Tampa Bay. I'm sure there were, but I sure the fuck missed them. Well, and especially the number of serious fouls. I mean, or uh, penalties. There was, uh, I can't. There were quite a few fifteen yarders that were called. Yeah, there were some unca- uh, uncatchable balls that were getting called. Yes. Pass interference. Yep. You know, when uh, Honey Badger, Tyrion Matthew, or Tyron, Tyron mm-hmm. Matthew. Yeah. When he got in Brady's face, yes, and then Brady stopped and then yeah, came and back and got him. in his face. Yeah, yeah. They flagged Honey Badger. Yeah. It should have been offsetting penalties. Yeah, neither got like they did a shit. I'll go and say. It. I mean, Brady the, followed him. Yeah, after, so. I, I'll just go and say it. The refs fucking sucked. Yeah, they yeah. did. They, they they ruined that game. And every you know commercial break. Don't forget, we got a ref down there with no wiener. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I swear to God. I, okay. The Super Bowl and the build up to the Super Bowl, because we watched the build up on NFL Network, the eight hour pregame, and it was just a, a, a social justice warrior yeah. ad. The whole thing was talking about how few black quarterbacks there are in the NFL. I'm like, there's fucking eight out of 32 teams. There's at least eight people of color, as they call them, that that's more than their percentage. You know, it's like, well, yeah, if anything, it's more equal to the percentage of black people in America. But if you want to look at all the other roster spots, it's like 80% black. It's one of the areas where this league has a far over representation you know, if you're going to look at the national uh, percentage based on race. Yeah, NFL, NBA. I mean, you, they're not playing you're, hockey. You're majority minority, and they're all millionaires. What the fuck are we complaining about here, people? Like, to me, this looks pretty progressive under under your own rules. Like, I don't, well, yeah, if, don't, if we're going to bring this up, then <laughs> fucking hell. And don't forget, you know, Tom Brady winning is automatically racist and a sign of white privilege. So the the reactions the reactions to Tom Brady last night uh, winning by a bunch of people that I sincerely would love to question if they even know what team he played on last year or like what college he went to or even what round he was drafted in. I guarantee you they don't know any of it. I guarantee you they probably didn't even watch the game. They just heard that this guy, Tom Brady, had a MAGA hat in his locker room four or five years ago. Therefore, mm-hmm. oh, and also he didn't wear a mask uh, as he was walking in. Oh, yeah, yeah, As he was walking into the stadium. So. You have such a platform. Why don't you wear a mask? Why don't you do something positive with your image? So here's a tweet from uh, a blue check mark, uh, Eliza Orleans. And she tweeted out last night during the Super Bowl, Watching the Super Bowl and seeing so many people in one place is making my heart race. This <laughs> feels unsafe. And I guess I'm rooting for the team with the racist name over the team with the Trump-loving quarterback in a sport that still hasn't apologized to Colin Kaepernick. It's yeah. like, this is what this is what you're getting out of the Super Bowl? You know, the fact that you, you have 30-some-odd thousand people in the stands... You got first responders there. They've been kneeling down to BLM all day. You got a person of color doing the halftime show. Like, what? Why? 
why do you complain like this? And apparently, you know, the people as I was growing up that called me chief, I can't tell you how many times were apparently racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then another one from at ice hockey stick, uh, tweeted last night in the middle of the game. Every time Brady plays, I have to explain to my parents how fascists use athletes to give themselves legitimacy and the problem with white people who aren't anti-racist. I, d- I mean, wow. I just want to bitch on the fact that the refs it called a shitty game. And I think that the COVID travel restrictions fucked Kansas city. Yeah. I think the millennials should be, um, I don't know. Yes, what's Doug. the word? What's the word? Uh, Ex- excommunicated castrated so they castrated, <laughs> castrated so yeah. that they can't reproduce Ex- I hear excommunicated so yeah, it, it, the commercials the lead up to the game i know what you're talking about with the lead up to the game the lead up to the game was just it terrible. was like uh, uh dude i don't want to i don't know how to say this without without it sounding like a racist comment but when i was watching the game last night I noticed the commercials. I would say a good 75% of the people in the commercials were black mm-hmm. out of all the commercials that I saw. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but if you're a company and you feel like you need to say you're not a racist by putting black people on a commercial, that's only showing that you actually are a racist because... What you're doing is you're pandering. Mm-hmm. Sure. And when you pander to any any group, it's a racist thing to do. It is. I mean, I know they don't look at it like that. And I know the people in the commercials, and I, I know they're all happy and shit. But if you make your decision off of race, that's racist. That is racist. It's because yeah. they're listening to consulting firms that have done the market research. And by the way... Nobody in a consulting firm has ever owned or operated or run a business a day in their life. They came straight from college, used their nice little degree to get a flashy little desk job with no actual industry experience in what it takes to run and operate a company, much less how to market to your broad customer base. So I think that they're getting filled with all of these ideas of this is what's hot right now. This is the movement. You got to strike on this. You got to show that you're, you're part. You don't want to be on the outside looking in. You got to be in there. This is what this is where the nation's going. And if you're not here, you're going to miss out and you're going to get wrecked. And all yeah. they're doing is division. I mean, it's, it's, still, it's still a divisive thing. God, I don't know how to say shit without I, fucking I, sounding say this like way. a damn. Let me say it this way. Pandering is always kneeling to the lowest common denominator. It, it, sure. it is. Exactly. No, no matter whether it's about race, or, it doesn't matter what it's about. Right. Anytime you're pandering, you're speaking down past everybody to the lowest common denominator. Right. And I, right. you know, I actually do want to give a little bit of a shout out to Jeep uh, with their commercial that had uh, Bruce Springsteen in it. They were able to provide a, an uplifting message without at all, um, you know, first of all, like you said, pandering. But they they didn't single anyone out. Yeah, it was a que- yeah. it was a message to the entire nation and what we should aspire to. Yeah, and it, that was my wife's favorite commercial. Yeah, out of it, the, out it was the best attempt at doing something positive. Yes. However, <laughs> <laughs> I knew this. You was have coming. 
Bruce fucking Springsteen, Mr. Jersey himself. <laughs> Out in the middle of fucking Montana. Yeah. Putting on a cowboy hat, leaving a church, getting in an old ragtop Jeep. And I don't know if we're supposed to not remember, but I brought this up last night and uh, I know it sounded, you know, condescending or whatever, but it was like Jeep sponsored Biden's acceptance speech. Yeah. If you remember Biden and Kamala's acceptance speech, the audience were in brand fucking new Jeeps. It was fucking sponsored by them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not already on that side and that way of thinking, all of this shot out to you. Like, are we just supposed to not see what the fuck this is? And I know I just said Nazi, but <laughs> am I just supposed to not <laughs> see? see <laughs> what this is i got mr union man himself the the guy who claims that he's singing for the working man and the working class guy born in Bru the usa born in the fucking usa bruce springsteen mr new jersey himself now all of a sudden a man of the people sure. wearing a cowboy hat like in to utah or, to, Iowa or to true people that he was trying to uh represent that was a slap in the face to them. Yeah. Now, their message might have been nice, and that's wonderful. Right. Out of all the commercials, I'll agree with you. The message was good, but the ingredients were shit. Right. <laughs> so even well, when Jim, they tried. we can't all be Goya. Well, even even <laughs> when they, so my point is, is even when they try, they still fucking fail. What the fuck is he doing out in, a, in a fucking Jeep in the middle of an hour or wherever the fuck he was? There's a simple formula. It's it's tried and true. Born in the U.S. If you don't want divisiveness and you actually want a message of unity, have puppies, kittens, or animated cartoons yes. carrying your message. Yes. Don't have anything else. All right. It's very fucking simple. Hey, or Will Ferrell. That was a great commercial. Did I, did, I did like that one when it first ran. I went back and watched... Uh, all the commercials from last night, and I wasn't impressed by any of them. So, yeah. Well, I take that back. I did appreciate the M and M's commercial, yeah. where they were yeah. handing out M and M's yes. as a sorry yeah. for them acting like shitty people yeah. towards other people. That was funny. And I was like, now there's a message of unity. Now you know what they had in there. Yeah, animated M and M's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fuck, true. I'm I'm telling you, if you want unity, use cartoons, kittens, and puppies. This I don't is know, fucking the, easy. The Alexa one to me was funny. Uh, you know, with uh, is it Michael that, B. Jordan? Or yeah, whatever? that one was yeah. humorous. That yeah. one wasn't bad. That one wasn't bad. Um, and I don't give a fuck if there were what the white person count was in that commercial, but it stands. It it does fall in what you were saying. No, I'm just saying that a majority it of was them noticeable. Are, every car commercial. Now this is outside of the Super Bowl. I'm talking about just regular car commercials. In general, yeah, or a a mixed race couple with two mixed race kids. Yeah. It's the new all, America. All of them. All of them are, and they're. And I'm not saying that there's not people in America like that, but it's most of America's not like that. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's it's programming. It's what what it is is. And I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to make people more aware yeah. of shit, you know. But there's a fine line between making people aware and division and leaving the and, rest and out yes and division it's a and, simple it's a simple plan and I, I totally get where their ad agencies are coming from yeah and, and it is if we advertise towards minorities we're gonna get their acceptance we're gonna get their money right they, they are going to we're we're gonna get their sell uh and that's gonna go for every minority right because we're gonna 
we're going to position ourselves that way. And we're going to include that in our commercial. And on top of that, we're not leaving white people out because we know there's a big percentage of white people that want to accept this and embrace it. Right. And we'll get their money too. Right. Now, if we, if we advertise to all the minority groups, we're going to now, and, and the, the, the bleeding heart white people will join in. We will now have the majority of the country as our selling base. Right. Now, yes, we will totally leave out a big bulk of the majority class that's not that doesn't think like that and doesn't care about that kind of shit. Right. And we're going to not include them, and that's a risk, but we're also looking at the movement of the country, and that's what we're going to cater to. And if every major company does this, you'll, yes, you will still retain your sales because you're, you're still advertising to the majority of the country. Right, right. But you're leaving a huge market out. Mm-hmm. And, and those people are going to start to feel a little more disaffected and that that will open up other opportunity for other companies. However, those companies given our current climate will get immediately cast aside and, and labeled as racist and well, non-inclusive. Right. And you'll such, get more my pillow guys. Right. Right. In yeah. such vitriolic times though, you're not just leaving a segment behind. You are alienating an entire segment. So in uh, a lot of ways, yeah. Good advertising doesn't let you know who they're advertising to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best advertising advertises to everyone. And true messages of unity, you don't even notice. Right. You're, you're just, you, everybody feels the same thing from it you know without who's good looking at that? into it. You know who's good at that? AT&T. When, when you see an AT&T commercial that's got people in it. Mm-hmm. They do a very good job of including everybody. And they do it in a way that, uh, I don't know, man. You just have to watch an AT&T commercial to see what I'm talking about. I'm usually it's, pretty distracted yeah, by the AT&T commercials yeah, recently. Yeah, well, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always more curious about the tensile strength of buttons. Right, right. <laughs> so maybe I'm not seeing it no, the same I, way. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why they probably just pass right by you, you know, <laughs> yeah. because they, they're made that well. They are. They're made really good. They they uh, certainly have bust into the market recently with their new uh, ads. Yes, very mm. very well done. Mm. I just always say, look, if you want to sell shit to everybody, don't have a person in the commercial. Yeah, animated shit, Shrek style shit, uh, and kittens and puppies. Oh, Beavis and Butthead. The couple of times that they included yeah, them that in was commercials great. was amazing. Paramount Plus. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. They, they said crack. I like when they were <laughs> when they were climbing the fucking thing and Beavis and Butthead, but Beavis, <laughs> they're fucking freezing and Snooky's right behind them. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. We'll see. We'll see. I guess that comes out in March. I'll I'll wait to see if that thing's worth a damn. I'll be honest. I'm I'm tired of having to sign up for more platforms. I know, man. Yeah. It's it's turning into way more than cable. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a guy that actually predicted that. He said that once they all split up and they start offering their own thing, if you want it all, you're going to notice you're paying more than cable ever was. Yeah, because you know? they're not doing it the way that the the customer wants. It. Right. What the customer wants, like for me, I don't want the entire Paramount Plus. I want the two things that I would watch on. It, right. And that's it. Same way with Netflix. I feel that way about Netflix. 
Yeah. Uh, on Netflix, if they if they would give me documentaries and fucking Ozark, that's it. That's all I need out of Netflix. That's all I really need out of it. Yeah. If it was everything else, I can watch on you know, uh, fucking Disney Plus or Amazon. Amazon, you pay you know hundred bucks a year and you get it. You know, I mean that's that's a good deal, hundred bucks a year. Yeah, you know? they still haven't quite nailed it. Yeah, but uh, eh, we'll see what happens. But uh, well, so Bezos if, is moving out, so yeah, Bezos is stepping down. Yeah, Putin's getting ready to step down. Yeah, that should be some. Well, Putin, you, you know, that came out a few months ago about him having Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. Parkinson's. Yeah, and but there's reports coming out of Russia now that they are consolidating those who are loyal to Putin and they're basically testing their loyalty because he has been president for so long that he has suppressed all of his opponents, right. some by killing them, killing them. Yeah. other yeah. ways yeah. by jailing them. Yeah, right, right. That, Poisoning. That they're, they're, he's weary of a Gaddafi-style right. shit going on in Russia when he steps down. So he's trying to find his successor that is still loyal to him. Right. Because in places in Soviet Russia. Yeah. <laughs> their people don't know like Putin at no, all. No, fuck no. They will they will knife his Parkinson's ass. Yeah. And it'll be a, a zigzag cut because it'll be shimmying and shaking all over the place. But there's some interesting things to look at coming out of Russia in 2021. I don't know if it'll make the news over here, but uh, things are getting a little tense over there. Strange mm -hmm. things are afoot. But um, one thing, this is a total jump away from what we were talking about. That's that's the end of Super Bowl talk. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, fuck the Super Bowl. But uh, we're not going to talk about uh, Biden getting booed. <laughs> oh, that is right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he the beginning. did get booed, yeah. I missed it because I, I left before kickoff to go yeah. to the grocery store because what's the best time to go grocery shopping yeah he called for a moment of silence <laughs> and everybody said oh speaking no. of grocery shopping i have to mention this that my my unicorn piss <laughs> yes <laughs> you i've found, been you found a drink that you've been on the hunt i for. have been looking for everybody knows in the south that dr pepper is mother's milk well when you're a fat bastard like me, you drink diet, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Well, well, Dr. Pepper came out last year. They came out with Dr. Pepper and cream soda together. Yep. And I went on the site, and sure enough, there was a diet version of it. Mm -hmm. I've been looking for it ever since. Could never find it. Saturday night, me and my wife go to the grocery store after rehearsal. I'm at the grocery store. We walk in the grocery store. I didn't see them when we first got there because they were, of course, on the very bottom of a full stack, all the way stacked up of 12 packs of Diet Dr. Pepper and Dr. Pepper and Pepsi and all this shit together. And so me and my wife, we go around the store. We get all our shit. We get to the sodas, and we're going to get sodas. Well, they don't have any Dr. Pepper. I was like, well, they had it in front of the store up there. So we go back up there. And um, sure as shit, um, I put two 12-packs of Dr. Pepper for my wife, and I reached, grab a third one, and I look down, and at the very bottom of the Diet Dr. Pepper is a Diet Dr. Pepper and cream soda. And I was like, holy shit. The only one in town. The only one. It was one 12-pack, mm -hmm. and it was at the bottom of 15 12-packs. 
and I unstacked them all and got down to the <laughs> bottom, and I got this one 12 pack, and I gotta say, it is unicorn piss. <laughs> it is the it is delicious. It is the most awesome shit. I love it. I fucking love it. Now I'm gonna be on a major quest uh-huh. uh, to find the next 12 pack, and I might have to write Doctor Pepper. I don't know. You can probably buy it online. Yeah, um, I might have to. I might have to do that in because the, in uh, the internet age, all things can be. It has been very, very hard to find. Very hard, and forget a QT. I mean, you can't find any QT. But yeah, no, I totally missed the start of the game uh, because of my shitty scheduling. So I missed the whole. And now a message from the president and first lady of the United States. And immediately when I went back to watch it i was like there's no way this goes well uh, i don't give a fuck about your eight hours of uh kowtowing to the left you're still in fucking florida yeah. and you're you're speaking to a state that went to the prior administration oh and by the way trump lives in florida you're you couldn't be more and more trump land uh, and I don't know if people still remember this or not, but uh, the way that this new president got in office is still highly questionable to a lot of his base. Mm-hmm. And so when he came out and was addressing the audience by saying, you know, we still got to fight COVID, mask up, stay socially distanced, get tested, get vaccinated, and a whole shitload of people have died only from COVID. Nothing else. Do not question no, that. No, not at all. Uh, no. Now let's have a moment of silence for them. And the Florida crowd did the most Floridian thing. And, and that was the shit out of them. the fuck out of them. And even players were sitting there talking through it just like, man, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know who thought this was going to be a good idea yeah, to have yeah. Biden address this crowd, but... I mean, read the room, yeah, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they really give a shit. Yeah, I know it was it, it, it was a it was wild. But uh, kind of getting back into where we have lived the past couple of months, not to rehash anything that uh, has already been said. But speaking of, you can find anything on the internet, and you know the booing of Biden. I think I know where that comes from. Uh. Some questions about the election, I think, have kind of been answered as of this past week because Time released an article in their Politics 2020 Elections section titled, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. Saved. And I'm going to read through this real quick because some of the things that are said in here is... A little bit, um, what's the word? Spiking the football for those who have been claiming this and also spiking the football by those that have been perceived to do the thing that have been claimed. Um, So just a real quick moment here. I'm going to read right through this. A weird thing happened right after the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended. 
as President Trump refused to concede the response was not mass action, but crickets. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster. A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede. To the president, something felt amiss. It was all very, very strange. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. In a way, Trump was right. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. The pact was formalized in a terse, long-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain, inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. The handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast, cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted. For more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines, with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. And then it keeps on going, it keeps on going, but there's one special moment in here well, they've already kind of said there was this agreement worked up between business and activists. Here we go. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears, a.k.a. get the Hunter Biden story removed from social media. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. And then it, it kind of walks through how the results were, you know, unquestionable and everything that you saw on January 6th was just terrorist action. But here's the whole point of the article is they want credit for the work that they did. And in one paragraph here, it says, that's why the participants that acted to get all of this going want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information, they were not rigging the election, they were fortifying it. 
That's every election. <laughs> That's every election. Every election's like that. I, I ain't even going to go into that, it. That's, but that's some interesting that word gymnastics yeah. to yeah. But what? say it wasn't rigged. Yeah. Now, the people, the Lynn Woods and the Sidney Powells and all the Q people, fuck them. They, they, aren't, they aren't in my argument. Sure. This is what I've been saying the whole time, that there was a consorted effort that were By reaching, the owners of the country. That were reaching across the aisle, that it was... It was the establishment coming in, changing rules, changing laws, making sure that everybody got out there to vote. And they, I mean, a well-funded cabal of people uh, to steer media coverage and control the flow of information. Dude, that, it's, that, it's the people that own the country. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, they've been doing it. They've been doing it for fucking uh, years. I, I and I'm not going to. The interesting thing is, is the brazen, uh, the, the brazen quality of them coming out so close to uh, the election well, saying, yeah, we did that shit. Well, Trump did. Dude, Trump made everything possible. Trump turned this shit so upside down and inside out that it, nothing's ever going to be the same again. Here's. It's all it's, here's my thing. I'm not going to blow this off as this is what happens in every election. The point of all of this is anybody that questioned it as a anything but a normal election was cast aside as a racist, as a conspiracy theorist, as a terrorist, yes. as someone that was not fit for normal society. You're not conforming. And everything that you were saying is incorrect that none of that happened shut up fall in line conform not a month after the inauguration they're coming out and saying no we want credit for the shit that we did because that shit took mm. work we came in we did everything we literally changed the rules and how elections are conducted in this country to get our result and anybody saying hey, we think that that's a little fucked up. We don't think that you can change rules and laws l leading up to an election so that it's shifted so much in your favor. And it took a full Hail Mary to pull it off. But, but just for the way that anybody that questioned it was treated, and even now, even after this has come out, this isn't refuted, it's still on the internet. Right. No, I, I know, that's I what I'm saying. I didn't save this. I didn't print it out because it's taken away. You can look it up. Fuck, yeah. we'll put it in our show notes. But the fact that now they are spiking the football and saying, fuck, yeah, we did that shit. Now what? All in a time of unity? Yeah. We're supposed to unify? Hmm. It's They don't want unity. They want conformity. Yeah. And I know that's something that we've said on the past. Yes. And I would, I'll be honest, Doug, I was never planning on ever even going back to even bringing up the fucking election. But when, but if you're going to post, and I, I read more than I ever do on this <laughs> right, show, right, right. and I still left out 60% of the article because right. they go in detail with names of who met with who and blah, 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 and how it was a joint effort yeah, right. because they had to get Orange Man out. Yeah. And I, I, I don't understand how people applaud this shit 
that the people that see what was happening and then everybody acting like what you're seeing isn't what's happening and we're going to take action against you and if you act out in any way the full hammer of you know the corporate media you you know your banking institute i mean yeah. fuck you got the you got bank of america now the releasing the united states will come down on you releasing not, not just the government the re- united states yeah releasing records to the fbi they're calling information to see which what number of their customers were in dc <laughs> were renting hotel rooms yep. buying yeah. mills or even if they visited a a store that sells weapon uh attire even a t-shirt with a gun on it they want to know that if you go to a bass pro shop and buy a fucking fishing hat with bank of america you're on a list now i don't i don't know if i can stress this enough that the reaction to the to one certain side politically in this country and the way that the government is going after them it it only leads in one direction and to one result and it ain't fucking unity authoritarianism maybe (laughs) Uh, a fucking civil fucking war well there's that and and if you can't claim that you're calling for unity while you're going about pushing out anyone that disagrees with you uh you you can't you can't stiff arm somebody and say, why aren't you giving me a hug? Doesn't fucking work like that. Yeah. So the, to me, this time article, a, it's a little bit of vindication, uh, for anybody that's been saying, Hey, I think this election was fucking squirrely. I think they fucked with it. I don't think it was legit. I, I don't think that, uh, it was free and fair and honest. I think it was heavily manipulated to get a desired result. And I'm not saying that this is so unique out of outside of all the other ones, but the the time that we live in isn't just like all the other times. No, I know. I agree with that. Like I said, Trump made dude, Trump fucked shit up for good. He made sure of that. Mm-hmm. He made sure that every person that votes well on the Republican side or or it ain't even just Republicans. He made sure that all the people that backed him forever will question the news they're getting mm-hmm. the the anything about government anything about law anything about any of that he totally destroyed their vision on that yeah and he when you do that thing and when you do that to 74 that. million people yeah that it, it's not going away no so things are different now things yeah. are different and I see the Democrats acting exactly the way I expected the Democrats to act. That, yeah, I mean, there's worse than a, a, there's Trump. no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> acting worse, worse than yeah, the guy. Yeah. That, that well, they and, hate. and I see all the shit that they're going to do in the next four years. When the Republicans get back in there, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be hard another way. And the country's not going to know what to do, man. The country's just going to, we're going to be stuck in the middle of this pissing contest. That's become, it's all a show. It's the yeah. Of you, you just read it. It's the establishment, man. There's nothing you can't do anything about that. A civil war won't do anything about that. 
won't do anything oh, about I, I, that. I, I it won't. About that. It I, won't. I think that it the, really it will not. I think that the the right is more willing to go along to get along. They don't want to fight, and I'm talking about the establishment. Yeah, right. right. They would rather partner up with the left to get an anti-establishment guy right. out, right? Because they think that this is good for the country in the long run. Right. I couldn't disagree with them more. I think they're pussies and bitches. And I think that they are bowing to their future master. And and that, the left has proven that they are willing to go to battle. Uh, they are they are willing to change the rules, change the laws, activate their people, destroy the fuck out of cities with impunity, and sit there and go, "What are you talking about? This is peaceful as fuck, bro." If you question it now, uh, we've determined that racist is the worst thing you can be in this country. And anybody that we disagree with, you're just going to be the worst thing in this country. Right. I love the comparison um, in that documentary you were watching that uh, took, uh, you know, the uh, riots where they're basically saying that there was no violence. (laughs) And then they show the clip of the naked gun. With oh, yeah. uh, Frank Drebin, just no. like nothing to see here. Please this disperse. Is yeah, there's nothing to see here. Please go home. And behind him, the building is exploding, and gunshots going off everywhere. It's hilarious, and I, it's, it's I, apropos. I don't know how stupid they expect us to, or I don't know how stupid they truly think we are. How stupid they hope we are, or how stupid they expect us to be. But well, look at COVID. COVID in itself is the exact, you know, um, that's that's all they needed to know mm-hmm. was how much we'd fall in line with all of that to see exactly how much we would go along with anything that they say. They're always going to push people to a limit and then they're going to back off. They've been doing it my entire life. You push the population to a fucking, to a threshold, and then you back off. And that threshold is getting weaker so, and weaker so, and weaker. It is. It, it is. So com- my question is, is how much further do you think they have to push? Because they, if they were going to back off, don't you think that they would like totally exit this whole impeachment trial that they're about to start this they, week? They're, they're going to see how far they can take it. This is, this is what, this is. This is what I see. I think they're going to push until someone snaps and then they have their villain. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that, yeah. Well, they've already villainized. Well, they already the, had their villains, the yeah. In itself. Well, but, they have but, their villains. But now the, Trump's out of here. So now we need, we need the face of this movement to be a regular person. We need, we need, we've, we've called them terrorists. Now we need that terrorist. Yeah, but there is no face of it. That's the, see, that's my point. That's the thing. And they know this. They know the left knows this, just like I do. There's no face that you can put to Trumpism. I mean, there's no face you can put to Biden. There's no face you can put to to anybody. Yeah, you can have people that support them. You go up to an average person that doesn't discuss their politics. Nobody should know what the fuck I vote on, which is the way I would. If I voted, that's the way I would be personally. Mm-hmm. I sure. wouldn't tell anybody who the fuck I voted for. 
Never. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? That's like putting a target on your back. You know, I mean, it's this is not going away. This is the new fucking world order is basically what this is. This is like there's thresholds that they will push people to. And the threshold now, it's at a point that it's never been in in my lifetime. It's paper. Now, now I'm not now I'm not saying that it's does it, that it hadn't been in my lifetime, but I don't remember it because I was too young. Mm-hmm. But. We're at a point right now to where it's like you said, the Republicans aren't, they're not going to push back because they're all part of the same fucking game. Yeah. They they want to go along to get along. Yeah, exactly. And each side is going to push things as far as they can now because Trump made it possible to where if you get the people on your side, it doesn't matter that you told this guy you know, his dad was with fucking, you know, Oswald when he shot Kennedy. I mean, it, it doesn't. All of these politicians that just suck Trump's dick, mm-hmm. you know, they all forgave him. And I, and they were, you know, in the beginning, you saw the shit they were saying about hell. It's in uncut. It's in that video. Yeah. Just the shit they were saying about Trump while he was on the campaign trail. And then they just turn around and kiss his ass. Oh, yeah. Lindsey Graham. And, yeah. Uh, Char- even a non-politician. Ted Cruz, all of them. Even a uh, non-politician. Yeah. Char- Charlie Kirk with Turning yeah. Point USA. Right. Everybody was railing against Every, him because he was he was a threat to the establishment. To the establishment. And the establishment is what creates their existence. And Twitter turned Trump into uh, Robin Hood, kind of. It, it turned him into, he used Twitter to bypass the media. Sure. And, when and you, they hate that. And, uh, oh, dude, they hated that about him more than anything yeah guaranteed because it took because away he, it took away their their reason it, to yes, exist exactly they are the gatekeeper of information yes, exactly whether it's real or not doesn't matter right, whether right. we're hypocrites or not right. doesn't matter and but if you don't go through us we will come at you and that's what i'm saying trump did something that no one has ever done before mm-hmm. and he did it in a way that's not going away yeah it's not going to go away so whenever people are looking at politicians now they they see all the bullshit. They finally see it. And I'm hoping that that makes them maybe think, well, you know what? Let's just vote all these fuckers out. That's my that's my hope for all of this. You're going to need but, you're going to need non-traditional politicians to run for that right, to work. Right. Right. And will the establishment allow that? Yes. That's and that's another thing. That's, see, that's that's it. in all the different ways we talked about civil war or battle or fighting or whatever. That's the actual fight. Right. If we yeah. want to stay within the parameters that we've all agreed that this game is played upon, right. and if this thing is still supposed to matter going forward, yes, then that will be the true uh, opportunity to show if this thing's even salvageable. And that's what that article was about, getting that people to vote. You know, I mean, it, if you get all these corporations and all these things, and the Republicans, I guarantee you, they're doing the same fucking thing now that the Democrats did, you know, to get Biden in there. Yeah. They're doing the same shit now. They've already started for 2024. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to do the prediction thing, but because I've already done it. But in 2024, you're going to see it flip. You're just going to see a, a flip like, and the flips are going to be so extreme now. They're going to go from, uh, Medicare for all to nope, no more med- no, no more Medicare for you. They're gonna do that. They are. They are gonna flip, and it's gonna be brutal on the people, on us. Yeah, 
That's who it's get. That's who it's gonna affect. Which just all affects us more than anything. But they they do not give a fuck about us. I'm hoping that. Uh, yeah, and I totally agree with that. Yeah, I'm hoping that with articles like this coming out, because it's kind of funny. It's kind of like the guy who robbed the house. It was like you would have totally gotten away with it if you didn't all of a sudden have all this flashy shit. Like, just yeah. keep your fucking mouth shut. It's kind of like in Goodfellas. It's like. Why are you buying a Cadillac, Johnny? Mm-hmm. Why are you buying your wife that fur yeah. coat? Yeah. Oh, Take yeah. that shit off. Yeah. Take it back. You're being too flashy. Yeah, right. This is flashy as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Now, with this coming, I'm, I'm, I'm calling this spike in the football, this article. Hopefully, with this spiking of the football and them saying, yes, we did this shit, you'll have a, a, a similar and hopefully a little bit greater reaction than you did with Wall Street bets going against the hedge funds is, okay, the hedge funds had to make it public that they were shorting this company. Okay, let's weaponize our our autism and let's go after them. I hope these same online nerds put down the EA college football game long enough to, to say, all right, they've now, they've now told on themselves. They've now made it public. We've got to beat them in their own system. I, now that we know that this is this is the entire mechanism. This is the entire fucking establishment, cathedral, everything, right, all right. combining yeah. powers. Yeah, this is like the Transformers, where they all combine to make the one big one. You got to take the legs out of it now. I hate to be negative, though. That I I very much believe that this is going to be a blip. It, it it's said it's great, but then it's going to be forgotten in very short turn. I don't know. The internet doesn't forget. I mean, the shit's out there forever. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of, can you keep it in the, in the public eye long enough so that that doesn't happen. And depending on how much further the left is, keeps pushing, uh, that will be very easy to accomplish. If they all of a sudden just retreat back all the fucking way off and just allow everybody to fucking go about their lives without any more, you know, mandate this and you must that. That'll happen. If if then, yeah, then then it probably will get forgotten. But if 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 things keep getting ramped up over the next few years, this won't be forgotten. And, and I believe that, that they will back off. That's what they'll do. They turn it up and they back it down. They turn it up, they back it down. It's like country, a fucking This country cannot survive what these last 12 months were. No, fuck no. Uh, ever. No. Again. Well, I don't know if no. y'all have noticed. I feel like January was a very short month in comparison to every month last year. It kind of feels that way, yeah. but I think it's mainly because um ever since the 20th, media has just kind of Went away. Yeah. Well, that's another. Uh, Till tomorrow. Real quick, I want to bring this up because it is just hilarious to me that now with Orange out of the White House, uh, CNN's ratings have absolutely fucking tanked. Well, yeah, they all have. I'm sure. Well, not. Uh, I'm going to go through it. CNN. Okay. Well, we'll go with the the least of them. Uh. Fox News, Tucker Carlson actually picked up 0.3%. Uh, as I get far that. As viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. 
other Fox News, uh, their 9 p.m. slot lost almost 6%. 10 p.m. lost 4.5%. MSNBC, uh, 8 p.m. slot lost almost 19%. Uh, Their 10 p.m. slot lost a little over 19%. But the true losers in this, CNN. And I don't know who's on at what time, but CNN, 8 p.m., Went down 43.7%. Anderson Cooper. Their 10 p.m. went down 45%. That's, uh, what's his name? What's the dude's Don name? Lemon. No, yeah, Don Lemon. Now, Cuomo, I think at nine or whatever, his average uh, went down 44.66%, but he had the highest drop where he went over 50% drop immediately right out of the gate. And it's because with no Trump there, they they have no reason to watch. Yeah. Because yeah. the idea that you're actually watching to get news has been long gone for right. a long time, right. maybe even before Trump. Yeah, it's just Cause, a shit show. Because it was the left that was actually saying fake news before Trump took it from them and started shooting it back at them. Right. Uh, and, I, and I agree with you. I think a lot of people have realized that this is all bullshit. Um, but yeah, CNN, CNN is fucking has tanked now they realize they're not fucking journalists they are commentators sure that is all the fuck they are they haven't provided a shred of news in the last four years well longer than that but definitely in the last four i wouldn't go that far the 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 cnn president has stepped down i mean if they weren't carried in every fucking airport they would be smaller than one american news yeah they're so it, it I'm not, I'm not saying any of this, like this is groundbreaking or like, oh my God, guys, did you see that CNN's having trouble? <laughs> it's just, these are the things that are happening. We now. knew what was going to happen. This podcast yeah. lives in real time as much as possible, one week at a time. And so if it's out there, I at least want to address it. None of this is really shocking. I think the only thing that shocked me uh, was the fact that Tom Brady fucking keeps winning <laughs> a little over that shit. And that, uh, and then the time came out and spiked the football. And to me, I was like, <laughs> I'm surprised that they did that so soon. Like, I, I'm not surprised that they want credit for what they did, but like, we're barely in February guys. Like right. Jesus, <laughs> wait until summertime, <laughs> like give it well, a few months. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, man. Not to, uh, you know, uh, carry us into another long conversation. I don't think that this bears, uh, such examination. Um, Certainly what's been going on and that we have not really been talking about for a while is COVID, Um, especially with the vaccine coming out. I I love how uh, they're pushing this vaccine like it's, you know, going to change anything. But they've also already mentioned it's not. They still are going to recommend that you socially distance. They're still going to recommend the mask because it in itself is not really a vaccine. It's experimental uh, first of all, uh, it's the most experimental, uh, you know, vaccine that has really ever been released. And um, with the new technology, the mRNA, um, there were a few uh, different doctors uh, that I uh, listened to. And uh, I want to thank uh, our friend Jeanne, uh for sending me some of this uh, information. But the... Uh, there's no there's hardly any efficacy behind it it's it's a really kind of uh 
it's really interesting the uh, attention they've been giving to it, but at the same time, just not giving any attention to how little it's going to be effective. Not to mention, uh, there's something with the mRNA that the, some of the scientists have been bringing up uh, that it may cause, um, you know, effects that uh, are going to be, you know, somewhat detrimental uh, to our health. And um, are you talking long term, short term, like before you get out of death, the seat? Death. Uh, the, I mean, there was uh, something with the uh, mRNA where basically, and I'll, I'll have you uh, put on a clip here in a second that explains it better than my baboon brain could ever hope to do. Uh, but it, in a way, it almost uh, creates a situation where your system overreacts and it almost turns into a trigger happy like, you know, dude with a machine gun starts shooting everyone in its sight is kind of how the vet, how the uh, condition would treat your system to where it would all, all of a sudden just basically start killing you. So, yeah, play this clip. It's going to be do better than I can. What they're doing is programming mRNA and mRNA is a little piece of it's 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 like dna but it's the messenger rna it's what it's what makes proteins in the body it's kind of like a computer chip that you put into a, a 3d printer and then it you tell it what you want it to make and it prints it out right that we have that in in engineering and this is the biologic equivalent i make a i make some mrna and it tells your body to produce certain things well in this case what they've done they've made a, a piece of this mrna to create in every cell of your body that spike protein, or at least part of it. And that spike protein, you're actually creating the pathogen in your body. There have been four different vaccines and three different animal studies that I know of. In ferrets, in, um, uh, what's the other, cats? Was Cats have a natural thing with the coronavirus. So it's cats and ferrets, and I think something else. They started after SARS, they did cats. And then after MERS, they did, which are all coronavirus pathogens that are more deadly and they they after MERS they tried it in ferrets and something else and what happened is all the animals died it wasn't subtle okay but they didn't die of the vaccine what they died from was called immune enhancement or antibody induced enhancement or antibody dependent enhancement they call it ADE now but it's it's they used to call it immune enhancement here's what happens they make the RNA and so you're getting ready with this they you get the vaccine and you do fine all right. Now you challenge the animal with the virus that you're supposed to be immunizing against. So when they charged, when they challenged those cats with 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 SARS, instead of instead of killing the virus or you know weakening, what they did is your your this stylized immuno response that they built into your system went out and coated the virus. So the virus came into the human the cat's body like a Trojan horse, unseen by the cat's own immune system, and then it replicated without checking and killed the cat with overwhelming sepsis and cardiac failure. So there's no guarantee that that stuff's going to happen, but I mean, certainly it does give food for thought. Uh, that was from Dr. Lee Merritt. And um, she had some interesting things that she said about the virus and also the vaccine. I'd also like to point everyone to um, a lecture given um by Dr. Simone Gold. I'll probably provide that so we can put it in the show notes. It's over an hour long, but 
it does talk a lot about where we've been, where we're going, things like that, um, and discusses the disinformation that we have been receiving since this whole thing started and the disinformation we will continue to receive. So um, just thought that was some very interesting information to look at for the development of anything. I want to really say also, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination an anti-vaxxer. It's not something I don't think that vaccines in themselves have been bad, but this one uh, was pushed out with much of any kind of research really behind it. Not to mention that these companies are releasing these vaccines are not going to be held responsible if they do start killing people. So that that's definitely something that uh, I think bears uh, a little bit more investigation on all of our parts. Anything that takes 20 years to come out normally that comes out in a year, I'm not going anywhere near it. No. no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near that. Fuck no. Especially medically. Yeah. 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 We're the most competent medical nation. Shit. Fuck all that. Yeah. And another thing is, is let's say this vaccine is totally tits up, tip top fucking hunky dory. It'll do what we're all led to believe it'll do. Then that only leads me to believe more that this whole COVID thing was dare I say a pandemic already there because they were already, they already had this thing ready to fucking go. Like it, it doesn't really bolster any, uh, desire to not lean into a, what could be considered conspiratorial. Now, remember what we just said, not 20 minutes ago about certain claims that were made just mere weeks ago were called your conspiracy theorists. You're, you're nutso, you're right-wing Nazis, you're the worst of the worst. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you weren't totally wrong. Yeah. Remember a, a year ago, Doug, you and I have been pretty fucking consistent on this basically since day one, and that is, I'll come out and say it. I know that it's taboo, but this shit came from a fucking lab. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. Yeah. There, I'm on record yeah. fucking saying yes, it. Yes, it is. Yeah. You and I have thought that since the fucking beginning. Yeah. I've thought that as well, um, but mainly because it just fucking makes sense. Not being a virologist, not going out there and doing lab results and all this other shit. It was just like, well, obviously, uh, even if it showed up in the wet market as far as the people that got it, you have this lab right fucking here. Yes. And, and, and I remember... You remember the Epic Times story yeah. where they had the guy that was that worked in the lab yeah. and they had the recording of him. And of course, it's in Chinese and they had to, you know, translate it for you. But he's basically saying that a woman in the lab, a bat drew blood on her, yeah. that she got bit by a bat and it actually drew blood. And her, the guy that was with her. And another guy that was in the control area or whatever, same area they were in, all three of them wound up dying from it. Yeah. And two of them went to the wet market after they left the Institute. So because you and I were seeing that right out of the gate before it had a chance to get wiped off the internet and censored and all that shit, you know, when, when I mentioned this to 
uh, a very close person in my life, uh, his take on it immediately has, I'm not going to say it has haunted me, but it's something that I keep coming back to. Right. And his very first response, and this was back in February, right when it was first getting on ABC News Tonight with David Muir or whatever. Right, right. Once I explained to him what I had seen up until that point, coupled with what the news was saying that he was hearing basically for the first time that week, his first immediate response was, oh, this has the CIA written all over it. You know, this this sounds like it's a controlled, you know, lab release. If I've ever, if I had to guess, I would put all of my bets on that. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking into the funding and the research and the, the, the people at universities that were smuggling out viral samples and that China, had nothing to do with it. That, and, <laughs> and had nothing to do with it. This had, that was, oh man, that Chi was the craziest. And Chinese nationals, yes. they were getting stopped at the border, but also let through. And, and not to mention all the medical, uh, uh, journal, right. Uh, right. reports that I read that I looked up before they got fucking nuked where it, they traced back the study of this back to like Oh three mm -hmm. and the progress they were making all the way up until I think 2017, right? where the whole thing that they were working on was a gain of function to get this virus to be able to jump into humans, human to human transmission. And they, they owned up to that before this thing became a global pandemic. And their statement was because they wanted to research how bad it could be so that, potentially they could eventually work on a way to stop it. Now, even if their intentions are totally good, I mean, Jesus Christ, I got an article here from The Telegraph, which is uh, a British news outlet online. Uh, and there's an entire article. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Now, it is behind a paywall, but you can, you can sign up to get a free seven-day trial and then just cancel it just so you can read this. You're starting to see more and more from the scientific community, not from nut jobs on podcasts, but from actual biologists, virologists, epidemiologists right, right. that are now starting to go, hey, you know what? I don't think that the question of this coming from that lab should be off the table. No. In fact, we've we've chased down the pangolin uh, story, you know, it jumping from a bat to a smuggled pangolin uh, to the wet market and the and the dirty nature in which they operate and it generating from nature. We've ruled all of those out with scientific measures and methods, we've gone down that road. There's nothing down that road. This did not originate from nature. Once uh, COVID already jumped out into the public sphere, it had too many tricks in its bag to be something that can evolve that fast from nature. Right. That doesn't exist. Not a single virus that has existed in known scientifically uh, sound human history had right any of those features yeah. from a naturally occurring virus. Right. They took something natural from bats and uh, caves in China way back many years ago, and they've been fucking with it and uh, taking SARS and taking this and taking this spike protein and trying to get it so that it would uh, adhere to human receptors, and they fucking did it. Yes, and that you remember the Australian scientist back in the summer that that actually put the virus he's the only one that did this at the time he was the only one that had done this he took the virus and he put it uh he did uh pangolin 
human, uh, bats, and something else. He took four different probably some species. Yeah, and a virus will uh, gravitate to its natural host. That's the they all do that. Every virus does that. Every time that he did the put the introduce the virus to those four species at the same time, every time it went straight to the human. Yeah. And um so he basically said in the article that I read on a podcast that somewhere back in the summer, he basically said that this was designed for humans. Yeah. It was designed and, for a human. And in this article um on the telegraph where they're saying not only should this question be re, you know, uh, looked at, reinvestigated, but we believe it's highly likely, in fact, probable. Without definitive proof, scientists can't come out and make the claims right. that, like we can right. on this podcast. Right. Um, but one thing that I read that was interesting was they go through every reason why this needs to be looked at again, reinvestigated. And they, they even say, but this is circumstantial, not direct evidence. Although SARS leaked from a Beijing laboratory twice in 2004, infecting 11 people. There have been no public reports of an accident at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Moreover, uh, they go into a different virus name that I can't pronounce, uh, is not SARS-CoV-2. There are significant differences between this virus. This is why full transparency about all the viruses held in the Wuhan Institute of Virology would be helpful, including all of the SARS-like viruses collected in the cave in which they specifically say that they right. yeah. got it from these bats. Yeah, 900 miles away, Yeah, this bat. Now, this is a long-ass article, and they break it down into what, the, what was claimed, what was off-limits, what the science says and what we've researched up till this point and what is the outcome. And, and one of their last or in their last uh, paragraph here, it says in a significant change from a year ago, a growing number of top experts, including, and they list, I don't know, 20 scientists uh, have publicly stated several in early 2020 that a lab leak remains a plausible scientific hypothesis to be investigated, regardless of how likely or unlikely. And all they're saying is, we're not coming out here making claims that it did, but based on our scientific method of researching all the other claims that we were already told that it for sure was, those have conclusively found no no, it did not. We can verifiably say it. None of the reasons or the, the reasonable, plausible, whatever you want to call it, uh, paths that we've been told, none of them have checked out. Not a single fucking one. So that only leaves the most plausible. And, you know, I'm just saying this because this has come out. I've heard actual people that are way smarter than me talk about this. And, we were saying it from the get-go, and if anything, kind of like spiking the football, this is a little bit of vindication. This is something that I'm going to follow because for a year, people like us were told that we were kooks. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I don't appreciate getting gaslit. Thank God we have an outlet called right, a podcast right, right. that we can at least, this is how I vent. This is how I release my aggravation with right, that right. instead mm-hmm. of, you know, taking to the streets or doing what other people might do. So I'm going to stay on top of this as best I can. And I implore anybody that already had their mind made up, be open to things changing yes. yeah. as information comes out because I, I, I think it's just foolish in all aspects of life to adhere to a certain belief system regardless of changing information uh, with this vaccine. First of all, I'll come out and say it. This isn't a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Based on the traditional definition of what vaccines always have been, this doesn't fit that requirement. You're not immune to this disease. No. The the best claim they have is that you're just not going to be as negatively affected. Yeah, you're not going to be you as can, sick. You can still catch it. Yes. You can still spread it. Yes. That ain't a fucking vaccine. Right. No. Yeah. No, so, this thing, this, it's not going away. And in the very beginning, when this shit kicked off in the very beginning, and I saw what the Chinese were doing to people over there, that I knew that this was it. This was this was the one. This was the bug. This was the one that they're gonna throw on us. Um, but just because of the, yeah, dude, they're in them suits and beating the shit out of people and throwing them in them vans and shit. I mean, the shit I was seeing coming out of China was insane. Yeah, yeah you was, and me both. It was insane. We've had one hell of a year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And watching and, shit that seemingly just gets left out of. Where the main conversation yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And people, they're not talking about what you and I are talking about. And people think we're crazy. Yeah, my wife thinks I'm crazy for the shit I think about this. The only shit, reason why uh, I'm not including Arona in that is he just wasn't here at the time. Right. You, yeah. you were no, just across I the see, country. But I, I was still, <laughs> I remember talking to you about this stuff. And I remember uh, December 20, uh, you know, uh, 19, that I was sitting there going, Jim, I need you to stop telling me what you and Doug talk about because it's scaring the fuck out of me. Like that, we're going to bring you in. Yeah. We're going to bring you right in. Come on in. Yeah. But, and I'm not saying into this to scare anybody. I'm I'm more of a, I think we're in an information war. I, I think that yeah. the, the ability to seek out information that I truly believe will one day become, you know, the only truth out there because it's the only thing that's going to last... You can only tell a lie so long if you're trying to seek the truth. The truth will be what is re- what is uh, revealed regardless of what you believe. You can believe all kinds of fairy tale shit that uh, if you wear a mask, you won't catch it and you can't give it to anybody. Well, we're, on, we're now seeing that that's not really the fucking case. Um, there's a lot of manipulation that's been happening throughout this entire thing for obedience. Yeah. Not for... Uh, actually doing shit to save anybody. Um, they're just trying to keep people calm while they try to make this go away. And I'm not saying that I want to keep it going or anything. It's just, I think if, if you, if you seek the truth, that doesn't stop just because you're told to stop. Yeah. Fuck that. This is never going away. No, no. This is uh, well. It, what's the COVID vaccine will be just like the flu vaccine. You'll well, have to what's get the one coronavirus? The, the the common cold is a coronavirus. And is there any cure for the common cold? No. Fuck no. No. And this, so... This it, won't be yeah. any different. No. Um, 
but to touch on what you just said, Doug, they're already coming out saying, oh, uh, these vaccines have an expiration date yeah. once you get them. They only last like six weeks. Yeah. And then you're not immune anymore. Or their version of immune. You're going to have to get boosters. You're going to have to get one at six months, 12 months. This is not this. We're, we're, we're going to quickly realize and quickly is a, a relative term, three to five years. We're going to eventually see, oh, we've been totally fucking swindled. Oh, yeah. We're having to take these supposed vaccines for a really bad case of uh, the flu for some people, a light cold for others, and a death sentence for some. That's just the way it is going to be. Well, according mm-hmm. to that article, that's going to be a death sentence for everybody. If you if start, you, if you come in contact with, with COVID, if if you if you get a vaccine and you come in contact with COVID and it sneaks in, un undetected by your body, yeah. dude, that's going to kill millions of people. Yeah, yeah. millions now, of people. Now, in the in the onus of fairness, that was just one person. Sure, no, I know that yes. said one thing. Um, I don't happen to disagree. I don't know enough to disagree with them. Right. Sure. But that's not a message that you're hearing on the nightly fucking right. news. Yeah, it's not. So because we've already established that news is shit, news is not an information source, whatever they're saying, I'm already not going to believe it. Right. I'm already not going to just buy it. It's scary shit. So I'm naturally, and, and I've mentioned this to both of you numerous times, I'm naturally going to seek out independent journalists, independent scientists, not not bio lab technicians right, right. that are working at a place that are relying on government grants that are at universities that are relying that are that rely on government subsidies i'm sorry but you bought and fucking paid for you're reading information that's coming from a source that needs you to convey a message i want people that are into fucking pendant yeah. that that have the same goals as i have and that is what is this actually don't shit on me and tell me this is the plague that's going to wipe us off the planet if it's not. And don't tell me that these vaccines are the only way to get out of this if it's not. Well, I want to I want to find that in between that's called fucking reality. And that clip was the first time I had heard of antibody-dependent enhancement. But since I had first um, heard that clip, I have heard at least five other stories to mention. And in fact, that uh, Dr. Uh, Gold's um, you know, um, speech that I'm going to have you post, that also mentions it. And so, like I say, it's all stuff that bears uh, a lot of research. The, the most unfortunate thing about what's been going on since the beginning is they are not allowing the opposition any platform and that in itself is very dangerous yeah and here's another thing i'm not telling anybody not to get this sure you know if you're 85 and uh well just playing the the numbers game you don't have long anyway what do you got to lose i mean if you get this it'll take you out might as well get the fucking vaccine we already know who's this is already going to be able to kill uh and even if you're 32 and you want to get it knock your fucking self out i will never stand in the way of somebody making their own decision no, that yeah. they think is sure. best for them. Yeah. Just don't force me yeah. to act like you. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not I'll make my own decision. And if and if this doctor turns out to be a quack and 
six years from now, it turns out, no, this thing is actually totally fine. I'll readdress it at that time. Right. Sure. But right now? I'm giving it a year and a half. Fuck no. I'll give it a year and a half, see how many people are dead from yeah. this. Yeah. From the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's I'm being fair. I'm being fair with that, I believe. If people start dropping off left and right and, oh, they just happen to have just taken the second shot. You know, I mean, I'm... A, a perfect example in Conspiracy Corner, you know, Hank fucking Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean... And the doctor in, in England. Yeah. Right after he got his second shot, two days later, he was dead. Yeah. I do want yeah. to... The one funny thing about reading articles about the vaccine uh, with anybody in Britain is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already been brought in. Yeah. Whenever they talk about it, it's not going to get your shot. It's... You're going to get jabbed. Jabbed. Oh, yeah. You're getting <laughs> it's very jabbed. aggressive. They, they, they have commercials now from <laughs> airlines, uh, like their version of uh, Sprint Airlines or whatever, where they're like, hey, blokes, we're going to be opening up again come summertime. So just <laughs> get your jab and go. So they have this whole marketing platform called Jab and Go saying, yeah, get jabbed and let's go. <laughs> It's but, it's very cute. All right. Well, we've run long, and uh, I, I I still just want to say uh, Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. There you go. And and uh, you know what it's time for, kids. We have heard much about unity under this new administration. But unity is expected to be on the terms of those that are requesting it. Unity, but no understanding granted. Unity, but no humility to foster it. It is funny, but unity sounds very much like shut up and do what we say. Unity usually comes from a common goal and at least a shred of respect toward opposing sides. This week, for the second time, our Senate will attempt to impeach our former president. They will attempt this for no better reason than to ensure that Trump will never run again. There's much doubt as to whether there are enough votes to get it done, but regardless, this action alone should illustrate how little unity is actually desired. A large portion of our country still supports our former president, In our actions, we declare that portion of our population no longer really matters. This affair has been relegated to grade school pettiness. If Trump is actually responsible for creating a coup, then so are both sides of the media, as well as each member on the left of the aisle. When the evidence came out for... The previous impeachment, at least there seemed as though there was more substance to it than vitriol. Of course, we later found out that uh, well-worded arguments were nothing but facades of happenstance. Now, pervasive language and predilections of outcome are enough for incitement. I don't believe that Trump had our country's best interest at heart. And I do believe that he used vitriolic language in order to rally his base. I also understand that impeachment doesn't necessarily necessarily require 
a crime under our law to be adopted. How, however, our insistence upon maligning Trump and determination to ruin uh, to to his ruin does not heal us. It doesn't unite us. It further incentivizes dissent and more clearly highlights our divide. We could be spending taxpayer dollars on so much more. We could be giving back to our communities, devastated by our country's horrendous policy, forcing our country's closure, when evidence now seems to prove that isolation accomplished nothing. It is all well and good to label actions of another as incitement, but I would argue that the treatment of Trump and the relentless attacks upon him encourage the same from a country that feels greatly unheard. When our society feels as though they have been treated unfairly, they now cancel those that they feel are responsible for making them feel that way. We don't want anyone to be rehabilitated, and we don't want to allow for redemption in those that have exercised a perceived slight. We want destruction upon those individuals, and we want to entreat ruin upon them. Nothing about this, says Unity. We could have moved on. We could have called for great reform to reverse a diminishing national pride. Our new president could have proclaimed that that hollow punishment is not necessary because his new policy will do his talking for him. But no, this insistence on punishment shows the insecurity of our president and also of our Speaker of the House that is more interested in collecting her pound of flesh than she is in creating lasting, meaningful change. When you want to punish an individual beyond his term in office, when you continue to call any support to that individual's cause racist, and when you spend the better part of the ramp up to the Super Bowl reminding us that we are all racist if we do not support Marxist movements, you are not interested in unity. You want submission. And there you have it. And uh, I would like to say amen, brother. And <laughs> thank you for introducing predilection into this rant. <laughs> There's going to be a new word entered into the ignore the rant lexicon. Predilection. Every predilection. week. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start having you know like on Sesame Street where they have the letter and you know throw out a new word. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> this is not a claim that I will stand behind. <laughs> but one thing that I will stand behind. We'll be back next week. Until then, chazal.